dead. Now she's already. She's. I think she's even madder. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, that was some warm up because I had to test the equipment. But the equipment is tested. Uh, I'm making us live. There we go. Well, not live, live, but I am recording. So, um, I'm gonna call this Lone Wolf Fist Experimental Session One. Uh, sure, Session One. Um, moderately warm bloods. Moderately warm blooded heroes. Mm. Luke warm bloods. Luke warm bloods. <laughs> bloods. A tribute to Anix's wonderful hot blooded heroes game. Um, set in an obscure corner of his universe and a slightly more prominent uh, corner of the world of Ashes and Ghosts. Um, so a quick rundown. Uh, this is... I I'm doing this for a lot of reasons. The primary one is to introduce people who have never actually uh, played Lone Wolfist and maybe be a little curious about what it can offer. Uh, just to kind of give you an idea of what live play looks like, we're going to play for somewhere close to an hour if possible. Uh, constrained, of course, by all of our uh, conflicting schedules. Um, to start us off, I took my own advice that's in the GM chapter and prepared a tract. Um, so I actually have the tract Magnificent Graffiti. This is based on Magnificent Ink from Legends of the Woolen, the uh, precursor game. It is a almost modern style city. Think uh, Mega City 1 from Judge Dredd is a pretty good way of uh, kind of you know making it in your mind. Also, Neo Tokyo from uh, Akira was an inspiration for it. The basic premise is that it is ruled Lazafer style by a small cabal of eccentric sorcerers from the Shadow Vipers and the 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 um, the culture that's grown up in their kind of light touched way of doing things uh, is very similar to a modern city. They have schools, they have casinos, they have jobs. Um, so it is kind of a paradise in the wastes, and it's at the tail end of uh, Suicide Heaven, the vast sprawling megalopolis that the Shadow Vipers claim as their domain. It is unfortunately bordered by uh, the the world-spanning desert known as the uh, Cursed Waste. And outside of that desert, there uh, the marauding uh, radioactive scorpions have finally gotten fed up with this bastion of civilization that's failing to pay them tribute or be fun in any way. So a trio of them, a trio of warlords, have descended on the city, and they're currently camped outside the gates making their plans to uh, to ruckus the soft-bellied city dollars within. Uh, so that's where we're going to start. Uh, three of them sent you guys an invitation um, because they're, they're trying to get together some kind of advantage to breach the incredible walls of the city and sneak through the actually pretty impressive uh, technology and sorcery that the Shadow Vipers are using to protect it. Their, their plan, collectively... Uh, is to each one of them try their own hand at doing it, but of course they're a little bit stuck because these are pretty impressive obstacles. So you guys, as a group of mercenaries uh, or uh, at least a, a group of people that want to get involved in the situation, it seems like you guys are coming down on the side of the uh, scorpions. Uh, you guys got invitations from these three, and I'll let you guys choose which ones you want to go to. Um, there's Chainsaw Jack. She doesn't have an army. Uh, she just has a chainsaw and another chainsaw. She does have a <laughs> harem of, uh, cultishly loyal husband slaves who do her bidding. Um, but she sent you an invitation because it seemed like you guys could get shit done. And this is a really good place to make a name for herself and get in there with her fucking chainsaw. Um, there's Gun God and the Clowns, a, another strange cult. Uh, Gun God is a legendary gunslinger of the Radioactive Scorpions. 
but he's very he's legendary in the been around for a long time sense as well as the got into some stuff sense. He is over a hundred years old, and he's had, he has to be carried around on a palanquin. His cult of clown people are rocket launcher wielding psychopaths who drive around on motorized unicycles. And you guys seemed like just the kind of investment they needed. He owns the the uh, Cursed Waste's greatest casino, and uh, apparently the casino in here has been growing, and he sees it as a rival to his uh, the domination of the of the gambling trade, and he wants it wiped out, and he can conquer the rest of the city along with it, and that's just great. Uh, the final one is the Urbane Silver Mask Disaster, um, and a, a very impressive barbaric warlord. Um, kind of a mixed between like Genghis Khan and Tony the Tiger. He is he is half Raksha, so he is a high noble breeding in his own mind. But all of his followers are like flesh eating lunatics, cannibals and that kind of thing. So he's sort of my tribute to um the uh the take on Beowulf they did in Grindel Grindel Grindel, which is by far to date my favorite take on him. And uh also of course uh, Lord Humongous from the Road Warrior. So, those are the three that have sent you invitations. Whose tent do you want to go to to get a job? Before we go into that, can we roll for our clan things? Oh, yeah, that's right. I wanted to make you guys do that on camera. Okay, so one of the fun you things sure about did. this system um, is that during character generation, there is a single part that is completely random. You have to roll for an element of your equipment package. Each clan gets their own, um, and I like rolling for it instead of choosing it because it, it helps to... Um, get people out of the mindset of building characters and more into the mindset of playing them and kind of taking whatever fate gives them. So go ahead and roll some dice. Let's see what cool stuff you get. Here we go. All right. Let's hope I don't roll this because I have a question. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's a nine. All right. So who's, who's clan is what now? I need to actually pull up the PDF that I have of this. I'm, I'm Silver Phoenix. Silver Phoenix. How do you roll this? Oh, it's um. One d ten. Oh, exclamation point R. Well, exclamation point roll, and then one d ten. Got it. A little. It's a little clunky, but you know what? Honestly, Find it's out. it's working well. So. You can use R. Ah, oh, damn. That's the exact. I was hoping I wouldn't get these results. I wanted really low or really high. <laughs> well, middle of the I road, gotta run a question by you, Joel, in a minute. Sure. Once you're done with this. All right, all right. We'll we'll wrap up this and we'll see. Let me pull up version 1.1. I'm currently so working I have, on I have uh, nine skilled followers who serve as my personal bodyguards. Outstanding. They collectively know a single form. Hey, sweet. Uh, Most likely, I'm thinking they're, go they're going to know the... Uh... Hold on. Oh, is it Soundless Ways? Is the... Uh... No. Yeah, I, I sort of made this soft divide in the Silver Phoenix between the ones that were... Yeah, they're going to know they're gonna know the uh, King of All Weapons form. Yeah, baby. King of All Weapons, the spear style. Really, actually, my... I'm assuming that... Ah. Here we go. Yeah, my favorite style from Legends of the Woolen was the uh, was the spear style. Uh, Divine Pattern Longstroke. I, so cool. I think Elizabeth is going to want to go see... Uh, as bizarre as it sounds, probably gonna want to go see Chainsaw cha Chainsaw Lady. Chainsaw Lady. I mean, I, I'm down with Chainsaw Lady. Not a lot of not a lot of great choices here. Oh yeah, no. because like because frankly she's like she thinks that the 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 guy the two two gun or whatever. Yeah, is gun just gun. like 
is just too chaotic. Just too chaotic. Like, well, actually, both sides are just the other two guys are both too chaotic. She can at least manage Chainsaw Jack. She's she's pretty straightforward. She just wants to chainsaw some motherfuckers. Is that so wrong? Yeah, I mean, and like considering that Elizabeth is very much uh, a bit of a control freak, she's probably like, yeah, that that I can man, I can I can handle that. I can, well, I can bend that one. I can bend that. <laughs> Did you say the Silver Phoenix was a control freak? That's I, unusual. Oh, I know, like, yeah, completely crazy. out of left field. It also seems less likely to like eat people. I think the other two factions are, are down with cannibalism, which oh, goes then, against yeah. the word of God, which is we only eat animals. <laughs> we only eat animals. I'd ask which god, but unfortunately you probably have an answer for that. <laughs> it's called the anti-animal god. That's right. The anti-animal equation. The plant animal equation. <laughs> oh, that's great. He's like he's like the opposite of a vegan. Yes. He doesn't I eat he it. doesn't eat vegetables at all. Only only animals. I mean, vegetables haven't done anything to the enemy of all animals. All all of his trauma comes from animal based uh, tragedies. So he should have made Wait. an emerald Kieran. <laughs> They, they get into a lot of meeting. I, I think his philosophy wouldn't really fit very well in that particular plan. I don't know, man. They eat they a lot of flesh. They do eat a lot of flesh. They're kind of cannibals. True, but... Only sometimes. Only sometimes. Anyways, so... They, they, they call for the extinction of every animal as... Uh, yeah, that, that might be a little extreme. Okay. He's just one, he's just one very extreme person within the Emerald Theory. Okay, so... Which is relatively, which is relatively expected. Yeah, I think that like Ch yeah, I think chainsaw uh, makes the most sense, mostly because or for that boundless justice can get behind that, since you know chainsaw wants to just chainsaw some fuckers, which is like all right, that's not great, but all right. Well, but, but the other ones are like, let's just chainsawing. eat everybody in the whole city or whatever. Let's just eat any everybody and also maybe blow up a casino. Yeah. Uh, now see, one group uh, is also... definitely blow up a casino. One group is eat everybody. Both of those are a little much. <laughs> Well, I think oh, yeah. that Joel. clowns as part of their depra depravity might eat people. <laughs> what? You can't. It, feels like it feels vaguely funny, and they're depraved, so it sounds like something they do. You can't put clowns in the post-apocalypse without making them cannibals. So, no. Yeah. Well, somebody yeah, was asking basically. for me, what's going on? Oh, I was just going to tell you that I somehow managed to make my character so that there's something that happens on every single facing of the die, except for fours. Nice. <laughs> fours is the only one where nothing fun happens. Uh... I don't know how you managed that, because I very specifically picked up one thing so I would have something on three to six. Well, four to yeah, six. Yeah, they don't have any three, they don't have any three, four to sixes here for me. It's all zero, it was zero, three, uh, five to eight, six to nine. Yep. I didn't like... do any of that Ouch. at all. I just like I need to punch, I need to block, I need to set things on fire, and I need to not be on fire. Those are my. Yes, choices. but at least some of those do have die facings attached to them. You probably it's should true. check those. True. Very true. Also, uh, Joel. Yes. A mechanical question. Oh. Okay. What is a legacy sword? Oh, they're in the uh, the lore chapter. Oh, they they are in the Lord Chapter. Christ. Okay. Yeah. I skipped that because I figured that page number was wrong. Uh, no, I think okay. I actually. Because you're you're on one point one, right? No, actually, it looks like it's one point oh. I didn't realize a proper one point one had been released. Or oh yeah. It wasn't on drive through or something. No, no, I released it to backers. Um. But yeah, let me see oh, here. I might have missed okay. them. Is it any resources? We, we... I think so. 
So let's go see Chainsaw Jack. Here we go. Heirloom treasure. Heirloom weapon of unique manufacturer. Combine the power gain two weapons. Oh, I rolled for my. Uh, I play a rat. For the YouTube, potential YouTube audience, I play a radioactive scorpion. Hell yeah. As part of their equipment, they get a radical hog. And uh, with my roll, I got a experimental attack bike with a prana battery for a fuel cell. God, I so love when that one gets powered by kung fu. <laughs> It is. It's actually. It actually wrote down the power of that power battery, and it's comparable to uh, to a hydroelectric dam. So oh, shit. it's what? it's really powerful. Yeah. So if you ever take that what? thing apart and want to make a society, you can literally make that the core of your new society. Um, My society runs off of sick motorcycle stunts. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Welcome to Lone Wolf Fist, folks. All right. Let's see here. Yeah, and I, I finally wrote down the uh, the actual stats for that, because I had a version in the first go of the Armory that had the Akira bike, and then I did the second version of the the one that, the, that went into the PDF. It's currently up on drive through, and somehow the Akira attack bike got lost. So I, I very explicitly was like, this cannot stand, wrote another one in and put it in the 1.1 version. Uh, so mm-hmm. here, whenever 1.2 gets released, uh, you will have experimental attack bike in there. Here we go. Will the dune buggy in the, be in the 1.2? Um, you know, I might make it happen just for you since you're so awesome. Thank you. I love it. <laughs> I, I am a Fist North Star fanboy. That is, I wear that in my sleeve. I mean, like, it's a good thing to be. Let's see. Alright, okay. so where did I put my attack bike? Do, 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 do. Uh, I'm looking for it right now. There's the motorcycle, which is good. Where's my awesome super motorcycle? Going through version 1.1, I'm not impressed with being able to find stuff. Battleship, main battle tank. I was also thinking, because like, uh, Blood from God's Eye was the thing I was thinking about doing, but I was like, I've already had so many people steal that stupid tank. It's because it's the it's the, it's the it, you've got that stupid tank which is very bad, or you've got the stupid tank in the main book which is extremely strong. Yeah, holy smokes, that tank is crazy. But I mean, it is a literal tank which you can beat to death. It's just you know hard. Yeah, our armor ten yeah, like, is pretty unforgiving. Yeah, like I was looking at it and being like, like I was saying, I, you can do it. It's uh, you're gonna need some pretty intense intense cooperation from circumstances and the dice, but you can do it. Yeah, I, you know, well, use a, use a sword, have advantage, roll like get like a set of four, have a have an expert technique. Yeah, and if it's like, destructive, it's pretty, that would help you know, too, because destructive would effectively reduce its armor by one. Uh, fair, yes. Get yourself a, a hybrid destructive balanced weapon to really go for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, like uh, the destructive technique. Yeah, yeah. The the um, oh, what was it earth earth shattering Tetsubo or uh, mountain shattering Tetsubo, whatever I call that one is like the ideal one for that because. I mean, Gus and Strife Meditation lets you get big old Megasword A. And then, of course, you want to hit hit the tank with big old Megasword to kill it. So it's not it's not impossible. I, I wouldn't say it would be an easy thing to do, especially since it can level its ridiculous uh, main battle cannon at you. It's a ranked in attack, which you could, on paper, survive. Um, I wouldn't say that's a likely outcome of getting hit with a, a tank shell at point-blank range, but it's technically possible for one of the lone wolf fists. So. Yeah, like just have have some good strong defenses, maybe some armor, and uh, be a strong hero or an enlightened hero, or be strong or enlightened, or enlightened. 
Man, I, I was actually really nervous about the Enlightened Heroes. Again, for the benefit of our viewing audience, there's three different cases you can be. Um, strong, which just have a lot of dice, and um, uh, they yeah, they have a lot of dice. <laughs> they're, they're tough, and they've got uh, more health. So they're pretty straightforward. There's the Cunning, which gets uh, stuff they can do uh, with focus slots, which allows them to do lots of tricks later on in the combat. And then, of course, there's uh, Enlightened, and Enlightened just gets more magic. But I was actually kind of worried about Enlightened because there's already a pretty steep escalation to how much magic you get per round. It increases every single round, so you actually get more powerful techniques as the combat draws on. But when you start with that much of a head start, um, you can really whip out some terrifying stuff in the early rounds, which jumps the curve of a, or the, the curve of combat by enough that I was worried about it for a while. In playtesting, it seems that they're balanced enough that it seemed to work, but... Yeah, the Enlightened Heroes, actually, I, I was worried about it. I thought maybe I'd make the cutoff points too severe. The little steps yeah, a little my, bit too big. My big concern is yeah, just... is degree three or four, when, you know, master level techniques start coming out, and you have more than two chakras. Yeah. So you have a much bigger pool to tap from the word go, and more powerful techniques to feed it into. Well, it, the earliest versions of this game did it similar to other, you know, Kung Fu Punch systems where you started with a large number and then you slowly dwindled throughout the combat. So Alpha Strikes for, fortuitously got a lot of uh, playtesting uh, where you just hit really hard in the early rounds and then later on you, you build back up. Um, so I know for a fact that those really hard hits early on can, they can really have compound effects through a combat. But for the most part, uh, the game seems to be balanced around them pretty decently. So I'm not horribly worried about it. I will say that it's it's a viable tactic to just look at your opponent and drop the first nuke. Um, that works. <laughs> it does. Alright. So I was looking at my 1.1 1 .1 that I that I published, and I'm not seeing did, did some we, stuff. Did we, did we... Here we go. I'm, I'm just getting everything together. So I wanted to... Can we, we push on to meeting... Uh... Yeah. Yeah, the stuff you would already have ready if you hadn't napped or subsequently <laughs> Subsequently napped. Uh, yeah, we're seeing how professional I am here. Certainly. So let's go and meet this psycho. All right. So. All right. Hopefully um, we don't have any ghosts or demons or like that show up, or my or my sword could have some uh, problems real quick. Some problems. Did you find the legacy swords after all? Mm-hmm. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. You've got one. Which one did you? Uh, which one did you roll? I've named it. I've named it Prismarine Joy. Ooh. It is. It's a. It's a prismatic crystal sword that allows me to counterattack once per round for free. Nice. But I have to destroy every evil being, ghosts, demons, and so on that I encounter, or else, I, or else its power dies out for a full day. Sounds like a pretty good restriction. That, that's a fun one. <laughs> All right. So good old chainsaw Jack. All right. So you get into the gates of the city and. Um, you're emerging from the Cursed Waste. Uh, this part of the Waste is pretty windy, so visibility is really limited. The sand is red or gold, and there's sparks of multicolored lightning that flash through the heat haze. Um, it's not like a sand storm. It's almost like a sand fog that you emerge through. And the scene that greets you is uh, an unfortunately familiar one in the world of Ashes and Ghosts. Um, huge like ridiculous towering city walls bulkheads of steel and iron um well manned with you know guard towers submachine guns that kind of thing there's a, a no man's land of uh, bodies and destroyed vehicles 
and then right past that no man's land outside of the range of the furthest weapons of the city uh there's the line of invaders you know dune buggies tents uh heaps of scrap that have been put together to make uh crude bungalows uh hundreds and hundreds of marauding savages of various types you do know that there are three very distinct camps um the center one, the largest one, flies under the yellow banner of uh, Silver Mask Disaster, which is the uh, the half Raksha. Gun God and the Clowns are on the far end uh, on their own. And then, of course, Chainsaw Jack is in her own little pavilion, which is much nicer. Uh, it's actually like an, a proper tent. And she set it up pagoda style, so there's several layers to it. Uh, it actually is like, uh, there are several stories, I should say, to it. And they all have their own, uh, they all have their own distinct banners. Gun gods, of course, is just a gun. Um, Chainsaw Jacks is three chainsaws intertwined with rose petals. So, you know, it's it's quite artistic, but it uh, is evocative immediately of a horrific blood spray. So, uh, heading over to there, you are recognized very quickly by her suitor husbands, all of which are in ridiculous leather gear. Uh, various types of gorgeous muscular men with all sorts of wonderful weaponry bristling from every conceivable part where they could strap it to. Um, you guys are noted right away for being like, is, nobody wanders out of the waist in small groups unless they have superpowers. Uh, well, that's you guys. Oh, and you also have the experimental attack bike, I guess you could ride in on too, which is pretty righteous. Yep, yep. I mean, I've got my own, I've got my own little like, cadre of, of dudes too <laughs> oh yeah so what, what are your what does your cadre look like let me get kind of like a visual of you guys uh let's go around the table uh just starting let me see maybe introductions no? yeah do, do some do some quick introductions uh enix uh give us a little bit about your character we'll, we'll kind of keep it snappy and then we'll just move on give us a quick paragraph and then we'll go to mighty alvin rusty okay so so elizabeth is a a very leaf sort of lady she's been a bit waste wasted out from uh her psychic powers developing as is the way of the silver phoenix um straight blonde straight blonde hair very like a very always has a very neutral expression on her face very very intelligent very serious very straight laced no nonsense uh her little cadre her little cadre of bodyguards is basically the best uh spearman she could pick up along the way uh, through her travels, who have just who have just sort of like, oh my gosh, she is this amazing leader sort of thing, and she's just like, yeah, <laughs> I am yeah, I know, <laughs> yeah, for reals, um, yeah, Correct. pretty much. So yeah, we'll keep it simple. That works pretty good. All right, what do they refer to you as? They do they call you like my lady, or are you like uh... probably my lady? Yeah. Okay, so we'll go with Lady Elizabeth or something like that. All right, so. That's pretty good. I like that. Sorry, I'm trying to switch between tabs. Probably call her like Lady Lady Cross. <laughs> yeah, Lady Cross. We'll go with that. Lady uh, Cross sounds much better. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Lady Cross. All right, uh, Mighty Owl, what's your dude? All right, so uh, so so you know the only one here who doesn't have a weird means of conveyance, I'm assuming, would be uh, is Boundless Justice. Yeah. Laura. Uh, or large in charge a muscled heavy or heavy coat which you would think wouldn't be good for the waist but it's fine considering the mat considering the massive lion emblemography on it carrying or are carrying an assort an assortment of th of things small pack a small pack small pack of a thin a thin rapier a thin rapier like slightly slightly embellished in silvers and mm -hmm. in silvers and golds 
alo alongside a or a, alongside a rather rough hi a rough hilted sheathed we sheathed weapon that gl just glows ever so faintly through parts of the sheath and a massive fuck off greatsword strapped across his entire back and nearly dragging in the sand very literally the guts sword hell yeah Alright, uh, Rusty, you want to round us out? Okay, the uh, enemy of all animals is uh, is kind of a short man with uh, closely cropped blonde hair and muscles. He has like a um, he he wears like a a lion skin over a crimson kung fu gi, with a black belt, and aviator glasses. Hell yeah, the glasses make it for me. <laughs> There's no part yeah, of that I dislike. Yeah, he comes in on a very sci-fi looking uh, motorcycle. What color is your cool bike? His, his master, his master Shu. Master Shu was not impressed with the bike. He has to find has to find something else to do something else to impress Master Shu. <laughs> master Shu says, uh, "Go over to that city over there if you're so great. <laughs> Jump well, that master wall Shu if you're so great." Master Shu doesn't tell you what will impress him. You have to guess. Master Shu just humps at you and then drinks his tea. And you wonder Pretty where much. he even got the tea, but it's but you don't ask the question because you're not a fool. <laughs> I implore you to read this. The eyes of heaven turn from you and your sick-ass motorcycle. Away with you. Away with you. How dare you be so what? radical in these wastes. A quick question I'm just wondering for you. So, you're trying to impress Master Shu. Is this just because you're trying to impress your master? Or have you done something to actively displease him? You're actually trying to work off his displeasure. Uh, he has a, a long series of displeasing Master Shu. He, is, uh, he burns down a lot of things by accident. He, uh, he can be disrespectful sometimes. Why no, see, you could burn down an entire city and that's not it the same. Master Shu's, like, prized antiques. Mm. Just a real pain in the ass. Master Shu won't throw him out as a student because he's a real pain in the ass, too. So, mostly he's just really passive-aggressive to enemy of all animals. I, I absolutely... Name, actually. Master Shu took his name so only uh, as punishment for one of his one of his misdeeds. So now he only has his title, Enemy of All Animals. I really like this relationship these two have. That's fun. <laughs> I think <t> <laughs> I, technically I'm supposed to. Uh, I, I think technically I'm supposed to make uh, NPC masters for all of you, but this guy came with his own. So look at this dude, reducing my workload. Sweet. Always happy to make it easier for the GM. I love it. All right, so there's Avre. There's that. Okay, so you guys get into the pagoda. You need uh, Chainsaw Jack, which is, I guess, short for Jacqueline. I, just, I really like the name Chainsaw Jack, so I just made the female it's version like, of that. But yeah, she's uh, wearing a crushed I'm red velvet suit. <laughs> what? No, it's Jack. J A C Q, baby. <laughs> Chainsaw Jackie. <laughs> Don't say Chainsaw Jackie while, while we're with the shot out of her or any of her harem, or we're probably going to get stabbed with a chainsaw. Yeah, not, not a pleasant way to get stabbed. She's actually in the middle of disassembling and reassembling several chainsaws together to make one extremely large, multi-headed chainsaw uh, while you get in uh, her tent. She's wearing a crushed red velvet suit, uh, which is surprisingly uh, resilient to 
heat and fire. Just throwing that out there. You don't know why that might be the case. He's also wearing no, a silver know. mask uh, that looks somewhere between a hockey mask and one of those like Tengu uh, masks that you see in uh, King of Fighters and things like that. But yeah, no, she gestures for you to, to sit at the table uh, where her followers are serving an extremely exquisite looking meal of cooked meat. Uh, that looks like it was not uh, made out of humans, which is, you know, refreshing. Oh, here we go. <laughs> it's like, now we're talking. <laughs> Welcome, heroes from the waste. Please have a seat. You've caught me in the middle of re engineering my siege chainsaw. And she has some of her husband slaves take it away and uh, wipes her hands on a, on a piece of red silk she has with her. I'm, I'm so glad that you, uh, that you uh, answered my summons. Welcome to our humble little. A pagoda away from pagoda, uh, as you can see, we're we're making do with the waste as we can. So, Thank let's. You for the hospitality, Chainsaw Jack. Yes, please. The... Elizabeth just gives a slight, just gives a slight nod to her. How did you know? Wait, wait, one at a time, one at a time. Rusty, uh, please, uh, please get in. Oh, uh, thank you for this delicious meal of my hated foe. Your it's reputation. A pleasure to meet you, Chainsaw Jack. Likewise. I've heard of your endeavors far and wide. Oh, again, likewise. Your reputation precedes you, enemy of animals. I made this this particular beast slaughtered just for you. It was a uh, quite troublesome, but uh, we took care of it. It's impressive what the application of a chainsaw can do for one's uh, problems. Uh, anyway, what were you saying? Uh, <laughs> what were you saying, Enix? Uh, Elizabeth just gives a slight nod to her in return. Uh, she does one of those, like, chin-up things where, like, because there's sort of the two ways to do it. You can kind of, like, look at someone and nod your head down, or you can, like, look at someone and sort of, like, nod your chin up. Uh, she does the chin-up oh, one to you. <laughs> yeah, 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 Elizabeth does the head the head down. Mm. Mm. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> a little bit of cultural friction there, but it seems that that was amicable, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, she regards you pretty coolly, uh, Mr. Golden Lion guy whose name I didn't think to write down. Here we go. Boundless Justice. That's right, Boundless Justice. And she's like, uh, it seems that we have some foes in common. Mr. Justice, was it? Quite. Yes, I've heard you're quite the foe of the Vipers. Well, it seems that uh, we at least have that in common. And this will be a very profitable enterprise for all of you. Uh, she gestures, and one of the uh, husband slaves brings over a chest, and she opens it up. It's filled with uh, silver tails, those uh, weird box-looking things that are casts of silver. Like, uh, we came across this store of ancient, uh, ancient wealth, and, well, we're about to come into a very large amount of uh, modern wealth as we storm the city. But I don't want to risk overmuch in breaching through the walls. That's where you three come in. Uh, you're smaller, more maneuverable, and not yet a sworn enemy of the city. What I need you to do, what I'm proposing, is that the trio of you go into the city through whatever means, find a weakness, and then crack it open like an oyster, allowing my uh, entourage and myself to enter, and uh, we'll take it from there. But we need you to be our sap, if you will. What do you Keep say? Silver, so long as, uh, so long as my name is sung in these tales, in your, in the tales of your victory. 
Hmm. Very well. Well, I'm certain your companions will be more than happy to split the uh, physical reward for a reasonable share of the legendary reward. Then I have no. Then I have no. Uh, no objection. Let's do it. Let's burn it down. Burn hmm. it Elizabeth, down. <laughs> that's the sort Elizabeth of enthusiasm I love. Elizabeth just eyes the silver, and she's like, "You can't. You can't eat silver." But I'm I'm only interested in seeing the in seeing the downfall of these petty tyrants, these disgusting vipers. My what nobility! Well, is the reward only to be yours then, Mister Justice? It seems like it. It seems animals and cross here do not quite grasp the benefit, uh, quite quite grasp the benefits that a tangible wealth can bring for food and fame, along with many many other things. Oh, well, the fiduciary capabilities of the Golden Lions is apparent from the very title of their clan. Very well. But whatever arrangement suits you all best, if you're interested in my proposition, and she'll uh, produce a huge uh, crimson fan-looking thing and folds up into uh, something that's about as long as a, a little reasonable-sized stick, and hands it to um oh she really trusts the rad scorpion the most so she'll handle it hand it to enemy of all animals it's like you can use this as a symbol uh it's coated in an extremely flammable substance but it should burn for quite a while so you wave that in somewhere conspicuous or the particular crimson smoke that comes from it we'll take that as the signal and begin our assault on the gate it shall be done right. we found this weakness I will first burn this, then burn any viper I can get my hands on. Well said. Alright, uh, with that, she'll get back to uh, working on her siege chainsaw. I came up with that in the spur of the moment, but I actually love the name. I have to write that down now. Alright, you three. So, outside of her tent, you have some time to plan your assault. Uh, like I said... This entire city is surrounded with this massive, like, 30-foot-tall wall of steel and such like. But there are gates that look like they can open from the inside. And it's, they're well-manned gatehouses. I mean, mind you, they're well-manned with snipers, but, you know, maybe. <laughs> so that's what it looks like from the outside. Well, you... well good thing that we have, we have at least one person who can do ranged attacks. <laughs> I, mean, I have pistols, but, uh... Yes, but exactly. I would put I would put pistols in the ha in the hands of a lone wolf fist rad scorpion over an entire over a gatehouse of snipers any day. That's a good point. Yeah, so I think I think if like a a well, Elizabeth is going to vouch for a quiet raid on one of the gate gatehouses. That's not bad. At least quiet at quiet at first, and then as soon as noise erupts, then we go hard. Good old gatehouse. Let's see. Well, considering that we're okay, or considering the gatehouses are 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 mounted by the military of the by the military arm of the Shadow Viper or of the Shadow Viper's clan, I said then there is there is no issue with a certain amount with a certain amount of duplicity. They mm. saw that they did see us come up, but at the same but in the same vein. There's nothing saying that we can't simply go over to go over to them and inform them of the uh, of of what these plan of what these plans are. They're into the, their 
my intention for sappers and so on. And when they open something up to let us inside, well, not having a solid wall between us and them would be a very poor decision. You need not. By the way, Joel, real take quick. out the entire gatehouse, just the mechanism that keeps the gate closed. Good thinking. Essentially. Joel, what you By the way, Joel, uh, how much, how much, how much, uh, how much prana do I start with? If I've got two, if I'm a enlightened. Enlightened? Oh, it's just uh, whatever the starting of a single chakra is times two. So let me see here. Yeah. So basically, so you you have six chakra to play with until a battle starts, and then when the battle kicks off, you start with twelve. Okay. Yeah, so I got I, six I've, to play. Yes, I've played enlightened heroes. You have six to play with without flaring. If a fight starts, mm -hmm. it juices at you, so you get you have twelve. Kapoof. That's okay. correct. Yeah, well, the, fir the first round is going to be six, and then, yeah, subsequent rounds will go up by twelve each time, and as you open more, you'll get more. Oh, see, I thought yeah. I thought it was, um, I thought you start you got three per chakra, and the second number is the amount that you get. Yeah, during the recovery phase. That you get in battle, right, okay. that recovery phase. Okay, Dang. got it. Dang, because like, because, like, I have a, I have an ability here called psychometric harmony, which would have been great to just sneak in, and then just start. Because I got a a, a one two strike that's pretty nasty, of, uh, psycho, psycho, psychometric harmony, which when se the senses boosting capability is used to hide, this technique hides you from the mind's eye. You're simply not noticed by those around you, made invisible by their subconscious refusal to acknowledge your presence. Yep. Combined with uh, Psychic Strike, you reach out and attack with a tendril of invisible psychic force. This is both ranged and subtle, as it is invisible, silent, and essentially unpredictable attack from an impossible angle. Yeah, so. I mean, wait, did I make it so that you couldn't actually use that at first degree? You couldn't even use it at fourth degree. Ah, so what? I, don't, I don't believe any of your techniques have a restriction about the degree you can unlock them at. Well, but here's the no. thing. If it's a subtle thing, that would be ruined if you prana flared to use it. Yeah, well, right? the so, thing is, is like, I, I, I could do a regular sneaking, but the psych psychometric harmony is where it gets, like, real good in terms of, That's like, actually a good catch, though. Disappearing. Well, because the idea so, of that is that you should be able to use psychometric pretty much all the time. You should just be able to walk around with it on. Yeah, it's, it costs 12. Yeah, so you couldn't actually use it outside of combat. To do the thing not it's supposed until, to do. Not until third or fourth degree, yes. Now, Mighty, that yeah. makes you kind of... That's kind of a cool unlockable at third or fourth, but I kind of hope that you'd be able to do it before then. Because that's, like yeah, the, that's I mean, the whole point like, of that I, expert level. That's why it's at expert level. I was, I was hoping I could just do that, like, I could just, like, do that to just, like, dis, like disappear once a, the combat starts. That was the design intention. Looks like I messed yeah, that just, up. Just remember that once you activate it, you will have to suppress your prana flares or else it'll, base, or else it'll ruin it. Okay, you yeah. won't be able to unlock more chakras and get more mana. Well, you, you don't... I thought that it naturally opens even if you don't flare. Oh, no. When it's opening in... Uh, it, it flares whenever you open them, even in combat. Hmm. It just means that you're once you're in combat, well, you're in combat. You're pretty obvious, so the flaring doesn't matter unless you're trying to sneak. Well, here, uh, the way the way it would work now... Because you can, you can do that out... You can access your chakra outside of combat, too. But it requires you to flare. It just opens up the next one. So if you're fine with flaring for a moment, activating the technique, and then... Because I think it's sustainable. And then just sustaining it with one of your open focus lines. Then you could you could quash that on the, the very next round, the next six seconds, and become invisible. So 
you could use it this early to be inv invisible, but you would have to roll on volatility to see if something nasty shows up. So I'll go with you that. You know what? I only, I, I'm, I'm a gambling man, so I'm... I'm a gambling like, man! To do, to, I'm, I'm willing to give that a try. We could just, like, we could just flare for a second over here, away from the guardhouses, and then just sneak in and just start assassinating. That's a good idea. Okay, well, I, I will roll volatility for your moment of flare, your Goku flare. And then you can go yep. completely invisible the next moment. Uh, Don't so, worry. Nice. Do not do not worry, but viewers. The scre the the screaming and flaring of the Super Saiyan energy only lasts for one full episode. So so that would essentially <laughs> make me, because uh, like I made so so that would essentially make me rank four senses right now for hiding. Uh, yeah. The... Oh. Yeah, I think okay. that's right. You can also uh, you can roll it too, as I recall. And actually, there there's a method yeah. for getting the highest possible result. Uh, without yes, rolling, you have to t you have to take a skip action, f concentrating entirely on it, a skip scene, which is mm -hmm. like a full hour. But then you just get to take all, assume that all of your effort rolled whatever you wanted. You know what? Why don't we do that just for maximum sneakitude? Yeah, because then it'll be <laughs> super high level. Um, so that's yeah. pretty cool, actually. Oh, we, how we could we could we could just do the that over in the scorpions. Over in gonna... we we could do that over in chains in Chainsaw Jack's camp. And then just walk. I just walk over, and if if things get bad, then you'll know. You'll hear it. Well, yeah. And then worst case scenario, whatever shows up, Chainsaw Jack will help you deal with it. And she's uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's making Most a likely. siege chainsaw. So clearly, the All kind right. of person that could let's, really help in that let's scenario. Let's do this. Let's do this. Then roll me. Roll that volatility, Joel. All right. Let's. There we go. Just... Dear Lord in heaven, I rolled a nine. Well, something shows up. Oh, what does that mean? Oh, God. Well, it means something shows yeah. up. Uh, so the, let's see yeah, here. the higher it is, the more likely something shows up. Nine plus something will show up, pretty much no matter what. <laughs> there you go. Chainsaw Jack will take care of it. All right, so let's Maybe. see. What... Yeah, it's so let's see. A, a a group of orphans carrying gifts of candy. <laughs> yes, hopefully. The, yeah, because volatility doesn't necessarily mean a monster. It's not like a random encounter roll. It is a the plot advances a little bit roll. And I actually managed to prepare these beforehand. So, and the That's fun thing about being good. The fun thing about being in a society, though, is that you have to roll for volatility and stability because there's also, you know, cops um, oh, around. This, so we're this actually far outside the wall. We're within their stability. Um, you know what? You're probably not. You're, you're in the tract, but like we are. I already described it as outside of the range of their guns. Now, it's not inconceivable that one of the really powerful guys you might be within the range of like their overall senses and their magic and all of that. Um, but I'm going to say they're probably already on high enough alert, uh, because they know there's an army at the walls. Well, actually, I don't know, man. If they know there's an army at the walls and they know they're looking at it, I probably should roll for them too. Uh, because you're not going to be completely yeah. outside of the range of them. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, if there's a big guy, There is a big it. guy. So we'll do another one. We'll do another roll 1d10. I'm just going to copy and paste this. I'm so, I'm so happy about, uh... I'm so happy about this. This is going so much better than I had ever planned. It's only a five, though. Okay, so they don't notice. Um, but something might notice. Care. Or they don't Something care. noticed. <laughs> something noticed. Let's see here. All right, so I get to roll another d10 to see what noticed. Doo -doo -doo. I love rolling dice. Two. That's a low one. Uh, a criminal gang shows up to get out of the mischief. Biker punks, cyber thugs, or demonic mobsters. Hmm. Yo, can we can we can we have, can we just recruit them to go cause mayhem as soon as we get in? Oh yeah, so a a cadre of let's go with two d ten. 
Um, you know what? Elizabeth would probably would probably try to bend them to to be like join me. You know, that's just that's kind of in keeping with her like uh, I mean, gathering. I mean, I'm just thinking animals would probably be could, could go for that too. Just sort of a hey, come cause mayhem with us because the odds are decent that they're just rad squirps from enough from one of the other camps. Oh yeah, it, it is. Uh, we could do it. We could do it either way. <laughs> yeah. So thirteen of the cannibals uh, from Silver Mask Catastrophe's camp rush over, seeing the Prana Flare, uh, assuming that it means that something interesting is going on. They can get in on the mayhem. So they they see you for a moment during the flare, and then they see you not. But they do see your friends there, and they're immediately like, "What's going on? Is there mayhem afoot?" Elizabeth's going to cop just sort of like very, like very steel with a very steely voice. Just be like, "If you want, if you want mayhem, then join us in the city. You'll get to slaughter all that you want." Ooh, that's actually a good pitch. Well, uh, you have a cadre of 13 loyalty to cannibals on your side now. They're not very uh, loyal. That's about right. That's about right. <laughs> yeah, they can, they, they can be loyalty to all they want. If they cut and we're run, they skin off our backs. If they attack us, well... We're basically just pointing them in the direction of violence and saying, go. Oh, yeah. And these are, these are just normal just gonna, Elizabeth's just going to tell them to... Is Elizabeth's just going to tell them to, to hold up while she gets the gates open, then they can go buck wild. Oh, they're super, super enthused. Also, I guess your voice is kind of emanating from the middle of nowhere, huh? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Because you just yes. use your psychic powers to become... Yeah, she can use, she can use her, psychic, her psychic talking and straight into their brains, which oh, probably smokes. makes them be like, what the fuck? It's the voice of God. They're confused <laughs> but excited and uh, work themselves into a paroxysm of bloodletting. So, All right. what's next, you fools? So, well, uh, Elizabeth's going to sneak over to those guardhouses and then just start uh, uh, psychic striking assholes. Okay. From... <laughs> With with without anyone being able to notice her, I guess because of, because it's subtle, it doesn't break herself. Yeah, that's true. That's that's one of the benefits of being a, a silver phoenix is that you have an invisible, subtle weapon at basically any range. Um, it's good to be one of those psychic kids from Akira, I guess. Anyway, yeah, uh, you're able to find uh, so, a really good positioning because uh, the guard towers are such that they have this big zone where they overlap each other. But the closer you get to the middle between those zones, where you're just like fighting one straight on the more likely you can completely take one out without the other one's noticing. And you find one that only has three guys in it, uh, one of which is leaning against the far side, taking a taking a break, uh, his cigarettes lulling at his mouth. The other two are manning uh, pretty... Over the edge. <laughs> yeah, the other two are manning some pretty impressive looking. One of them's got like a like an actual sniper gun, the other one's got like a machine gun. So... Like, A, two, so, sorry, two things to jump in here. Mm -hmm. One, I would like to know, I'm hoping you're telling, letting us know which gate you're planning to mess with ahead of time. So oh, I can post just, up in she's part keep, of the fight. Hmm? She's keeping you abreast of the situation with just tele, te telepathic talking. Fantastic, that's fantastic. In that case, I can, in fact, get myself a nice substantial piece of... Or, or or piece of metal. I'm thinking I'm thinking of rank five, or rank five power to 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 pit to halt to pick up and eat the damn thing at the gatehouse when we're ready to kick this off. Hell yeah! Now, what style do you have these uh, wonderful benefits of power? I forgot uh, what have you been put in this game. 
so, uh, so, so as a golden lion, I get to di- I get to play to play the dip game between the king of boundless stone and heaven and earth romance styles, the stab you with so the stab you with the sword and shoot lightning style, and the beat and the grab you throw you dunk you into the dirt and then bury you in the dirt, with mm-hmm. earth command oh, style. The literally get dunked on style. Literally get ta- dunked on. I, I dig a hole. I take I pick you up. I dunk you into the hole and then I fill the hole in. I, you or know you know, alternatively, I pick you up and I throw you so hard that you go over the city walls and land in the next field over. Yep. Or you just bring their not, grave not directly area. to them. <sighs> yeah. Oh God, you can move them. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, go, we're going in. We're going in. We're just we're just assat, like psychically assassinating these dudes. Yeah, you psychically assassinate them when it stops and they try to rev up the machine gun or whatever to mess with us. I'm going to peg them with a rock the size of a car. I'm just gonna, or possibly a literal car. Well, that's the thing. Is that, that's the thing. They're gonna be. Run in. That's the thing. Is they're gonna be like just people are just gonna start dying in these towers, and they're not going to know where it's coming from or how. <laughs> yep. You know, if you want, I could throw your hog with you on it at them. Oh my yes. god. <laughs> can you? Probably. Can you throw me over the wall, or throw me on top of the wall? We are already recreating the bat out of hell cover. This is beyond my wildest expectations. Okay, so, um, I don't even know if it would be a combat exactly to kill these guys. Technically, what we should do is go through a combat where we roll initiative on all of that. Honestly, like, with your psychic strike, what's the minimum amount of attacks you could even do? Because you can, you can adhere that to more than one if you get bonus actions, right? Uh, go ahead and roll your so, effort, and we'll just kind of give you a round of just mayhem on these guys. Uh, see if you can just take them the out really quickly. Is, by the way, I will have to flare before I can throw your ass. At okay. The so I only got one die that actually procked it. <laughs> so as a rank two attack. That's still pretty good though, and you can do another normal attack too. Do you have anything else you can reach up there? I mean, well, that's that's not. It won't be subtle. Ooh, that kind of sucks. That's one of the drawbacks to being an enlightened hero is that although you have a lot of magic, uh, which as we can see is pretty rad, um, you don't have a lot of dice. You have a lot of dice to apply it, yeah. Yeah, so you've got to be kind of selective. It's a real problem when you're beating on something tough. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, whenever something has multiple health or a pretty big uh, pool of effort dice, that can be a drawback. So it's good to have a nice balance party. But okay. Now, technically... Now, technically, I could use Psychokinetic Slam with that uh, double eights. That's true. What does that do, and why And why don't you do it already? That's a good point. Uh, it's because it, it's, it's a grab, it's not subtle, and I could just oh. move him three-dimensionally in space, so could I just, like, drop him off the tower? <laughs> yeah, just throw him out of the tower. Yeah, if two, well, if you kill two of them, the other one is sleeping. Um, so we would have a round of combat starting after that, but... Yeah, he, well, he won't know. <laughs> he won't know. He still won't know where I am. Yeah, and he just saw one guy die and another guy just fall off the tower. Yeah, he'll he'll wake up just in time to be confused about why his friends aren't there, guys. And, yeah, basically. Hey guys, what's, uh, the, yeah, what's that it, red thing? Just, and then the Akira bike ramps off his face. It says it says you can move the held foe three dimensionally in space while they stay within range of your senses, moving slowly at an effective agility of zero. So that's enough to just. Okay. I'm off the tower. I, I think that bit. he would probably be able to scream in surprise and wake his friend up, though. I think that would be yeah, what would yeah, start but combat. Was, but, but, but they wouldn't see me. <laughs> True, they wouldn't see you. Uh, but he could gesture towards the direction from which he feels the psychic force emanating. 
so I mean, so yeah, we'll... that would be pretty. That'd be pretty extreme. Just I think he'd be more concerned. I because like it's a grab attack, so technically I could just pin his arms down. True, but I mean he definitely screamed then. <laughs> my arms numb, and our friend's head just exploded. <laughs> oh my god, what happened? So subtle. And the guy wakes up like, what? Just to watch this guy go, ah. Well, just make sure that, you know, we're aware when you, on the round, you do that so I can have the effort to throw, to, to throw our friend in his bike. Or not the effort. Dang it, I keep reading this, uh, this page from the prana. It's, it's, prana. Basically, it's basically, I could either make the guy's head explode alone and be completely unseen, or we could t- go for two with one stone and then just really start k- kicking things off. Yeah, let's look. Why don't you go for two with one stone, and that way we can just yeah. uh, roll initiative on the very final guy. Yeah, we'll we'll do that. We'll do that. Okay. Yes. So yeah, initiative. All right. So yeah, right, you. Right, so yeah, you one take guy, those. One guy out. just pop, and the other <laughs> and the other guy eat. <laughs> the other guy wakes up, and he's like, "What?" And he just kind of reflex, realizing that his friends are getting attacked. He'll dash for the machine gun, but he only rolls a seven for his initiative. So let's see what happens. All right, yeah, seven. So we're all like going I need to roll effort again. Uh, yeah, roll initiative first, which is a single d10, and uh, oh, a single yeah, d10. Yeah, you, like you can you can bid effort to boost your initiative, but you, mm-hmm. you want that. Yeah, oh, I, I got five. Not bad. Dang, I only got a seven. And by the way, j- just to clarify for you all who probably haven't read it, and Joel who definitely hasn't read it in a while, <laughs> part of the ten thousand swordsman track form that I use is first among equals. I roll two d10 for initiative and choose one. Nice. That's oh wait! Oh, Joel. Yeah. Joel, I miss. I misread this. The actually the two eights could be used for a psychic strike. Whoops! <laughs> <laughs> not the rest of it. No, moving on. <laughs> Whatever. There, there will be mistakes. Idiot, I wrote it. I even wrote there it in the GM mistakes. chapter that there will be mistakes. You just gotta roll with it. So, so yeah, live and fine. live and learn. Um, but the the the, the bottom line of those two guys being toast and having to race this guy to see if he shoots you all with the uh, machine gun. Totally fine. I'm excited to see if the machine gun rules work as well as I remember them. Uh, we'll uh, find out I together. At, uh, I guess I'm gonna bid nine. Damn. Nine I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna bid my eight. Nice. Like you guys are going first then, because uh, he rolled a seven. So when you bid, I uh, use it as a set, uh, which means the die itself gives you ten. So that is uh, eighteen and nineteen versus his seven. So if you give me a if you give me a, if you give me a sec, but uh, uh, Mister Radscorp, I can just pop his head before he even gets to that gun, and no one will be the wiser. Boom! I want to hit him. I got to this big stop sign. I want to hit him with it. He's got to the big stop sign. Now mind you, he is thirty uh, feet hit, above you. It's, it's, yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, I need to be thrown up. Yes, and the thing is, I was thinking about bidding my. uh, I I was looking at this shit, and ah, okay. If it's been a set, okay. My two. Nope. Yes, nope. Actually, this works out fine. Quick question, Joel. How much? What? What kind of power result are you thinking I'll need to to pitch this guy up there? Oh, he's a bike, right? Let's see. Yeah. Well, we'll just go to the power effect chart. Always the first one referenced. I'm so happy about that. So all the different it's skills in the chart. In the, oh, it's a beautiful chart. Really, 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 they're all fantastic. But I'm exceptionally proud of that one because I got a lot of feedback on it. So for the, again, for the benefit of our viewers, uh, the effect charts are how we determine how cool a given action is. Uh, the way this game works is you roll d10s and you uh, set them. You, you match them together to make sets. The more d10s in a given set with the same number on top, the more is the higher the set is. Uh, so the way this is going to work here is we're looking at the power chart and each rank that you can get to, i.e. the sets of tens you get to, 
uh, corresponds to a different level of superhuman ass kickery. Uh, so for in this case, let's see here. Um, rank four and five is deadlift a ton, lift a motorcycle or a polar bear. So probably six or seven, which is deadlift two tons or lift and throw an automobile. So we'll put at the lower end of that and say uh, rank six to completely clear a 30-foot tall wall by hurling a motorcycle over it. I am so disappointed in my rolls. Crap. <laughs> Sorry. I can't manage that. Oh, damn. Well, don't forget, you've got more than one round here. Because uh, this yeah. guy's toast, guy's... right? Yeah. So really, the oh, thing is going to be... Go... Oh, go ahead. I was just saying, that's fine. I'm going to... I'll just take... I'll just tuck away my seven into my focus slot in hopes of getting more sevens later on wah, 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 so that wah, I can wah, get wah. the juice to do that. Good man. Yeah, focus is a pretty cool mechanic, too. When you roll the dice, uh, you can move some of them into your focus slots, and you can save those for a later round. You can also save actions that way, which is what Enix is doing to remain invisible even after having used his power. It just sticks around because the power has the sustainability tag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, efficiently describing the rules. Okay, cool. So, who's got the 19? So I can... Who's going first? I... Uh, I, I wagered a 12. A 12? A, set, a, a 2, so a set of 12. Very good. A total value of 12. I wagered an 8, so I wagered an 18, technically. So I got 7, 12, 18. I didn't say it, but I had intended to wager a two, uh, wager my, my 2 set of 4 so I could go first, so I could pitch Motorcycle Boy, but now I've realized that doesn't actually do anything, so I'm just kind of sitting here with my thumb up my butt. You could throw I mean, not him. really. I'll just pitch something else at him. But... Yeah, uh, you, you could still throw some pretty impressive stuff. So yeah, like I yeah, like I prepped a ro I prepped a rock for this. So I just try to lift. So I just try to lift up your bike, lift it some, stop as I realize I can't throw it right now. Shrug, put it down, turn around and pick up the and pick up the re other big thing that I had ready to go. <laughs> and I will just spend twelve since I specifically had planned to prep on the previous round when he did the thing, and then you know have a prana flare and more effort now. Mm. So that or so I was going to have eighteen prana to chew to chew on for this round. Yeah. I'm gonna spend twelve of it to perform a landslide throw. Hell yeah. Technically it's for throwing people really far, but like I've got a power but like I'm we're looking at a power rank four here, so I can throw some big shit anyway. Oh yeah. Amen. So I'm gonna throw, you know, a power rank uh, a power rank four, because I'm the automatic one rank you the automatic one you get in everything does not stack with your dice rolls right um well it kind of depends on what you're doing uh if you have uh mastery which is the what you're referring to right no uh, i was actually referring to your to the um effortless oh to the effortless yeah that doesn't stack uh, effortless is used to create its own actions at that rank or it's used for your defense that's what i had thought well that is why i only have a four instead of anything else because i am not hitting him with a sword a little disappointing because if I was somehow hitting this with a sword, I could totally boost it with my ten thousand swordsman tract. Truth. All right, but in this case, we are throwing, uh, which is also yes. located conveniently near the power effect chart. Uh, throwing yep. something is a simple matter of assessing whether you can lift it and how far you can toss it. Power effect chart tells you you can lift something, so rank four. Uh, you can lift uh, up to a motorcycle. Um, oh, you know, actually, I might be wrong here about throwing the motorcycle. Let's check this out. Okay, so the power effect chart tells you you lift something. Every rank beyond what is required lift will be used to throw it. Zero to five is you may throw it to any area within this field. Um, I would say technically the far side of the wall would require you to have a higher rank. 
but you can throw up to a rank four lifted thing to to that guard tower and demolish it. Well, demolish. Yeah, I'll say. Well, maybe not demolishing it, but I was planning on pegging that guy specifically with the motorcycle with our friend on it, so he'll be in the guard tower. So that works for me. There, oh, there you go. Then yes, I'm going to pick up and just throw the motorcycle from Akira plus Rider at the guy <laughs> running for the machine gun. Motorcycle Akira plus four. Rider. Okay, let's see. It's been a little bit since I've used uh, like really low level NPCs in a fight, so I'm going to scoot on ahead to the platoon rules. This guy is the last of his platoon um, <laughs> of three. So yeah, let's so he, see. If he, memory serves, that means he has one health level and one effort die. Yeah, well, that's that's if he's... Uh, that's if I'm rolling it. I don't even think he has that. Um, he actually... Because platoons are the, the step above squads. Um, right. Squads are single die, but this guy is even less. Uh, he can use the machine gun in his turn without having to roll, which is cool. But the drawback of that is that he's pretty squishy. So let's go ahead and pull those up real quick. Let's see. And I am pegging him with a motorcycle, so I'm yeah, pretty the, sure I know how this is going to end. Well, yeah, but we want to see specifically how the rules treat it. That's part of the part of the fun. So let's see here. Platoons, platoons, attack and defense. All right. Do, 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 do. Forming into platoons. Let's see what their defense looks like. Alright. Plus one rank to any action per ten members. So what is their basic effort for defense? I was reading through this little paragraph that I wrote. Usually I'd have a stat block in front of me. I mean, not much of a stat block needed for one for, for a single man. Oh, it does look like he does unless, actually unless... get a D10 to roll, so I'll give him that then. So, mm -hmm. let's see. So he can use... Yeah, honestly, his... I was thinking he might bid it to just try to beat yeah, our initiatives. Ah, uh, nah, he's fine. He, he doesn't mind going last. He certainly will survive your onslaught. So, okay, he has a defense of 16, uh, and you're throwing this with a, a rank 4? To hit him? Yeah, sorry, one, sorry, one moment. Yes, so I'm throwing it at a 47. 47, very, very good. Okay, and... I'm not knocking out that focus slot because I'm using that die. All right, so per 10 members, they can increase uh, increase things by plus one rank. So uh, that is between one and 10 members. So he's going to try his best to leap behind the, uh, the shielding of the guardhouse, therefore giving himself an additional rank. Also, I feel like having that much high ground probably does also give him advantage, uh, which he can use to increase the by additional rank. So impressively, he gets a 36 defense for that. Unfortunately for him, that's still 9 damage worth of this thing slamming into him. So... Um, 11. 47. Oh, that's right. It's 47. So it's 11 damage. So it hits him in the face, uh, wheel spinning, and completely smashes his head and skull in. And you've made the guard tower, so that's a benefit too. So that's the I end of that say, guy. I'm betting, I'm betting the radio. I'm betting the scorp any of the scorpions behind us that were watching are probably cheering at the whole, you know, projectile motorcycle. Well, their enthusiasm is only matched by their inability to figure out how to replicate that feat of incredibleness, because uh, they still have thirty feet of a <laughs> solid wall between them and the bloodshed that they're currently too excited to think of a way to scale. 
they're missing out on. They they are very frustrated at that uh, that gulf. Um, Enix uh, all animals is thrilled. Oh hell yeah! Telling Master Shu about this. Oh, yeah. she, Elizabeth Elizabeth speaks into Animal's mind just like is there is there a gate control up there? Uh, uh as a radioactive scorpion, uh, I have a form ability part of the Kung Fu hey. which is a atomic uh, atomic fire style. Hell yeah. Atomic dragon mudra. Atomic dragon style. And uh, and one of the abilities is Einsight Chakra. Oh, I don't know how to pronounce that. Aja Sight Chakra, anyways. The Aja uh, Sight, yeah. Electric Currents, which is the most important thing. And uh, is there? can I see where the gate control is, or is it controlled by an electric current? Uh, as a matter of fact, you really can. There are some very uh, likely-looking switches nearby. Um, you can see they, they do have an electricity signal feeding to them, so that it's glowing bright in your Ajna Chakra. Um one of them is conveniently labeled gate control. Now, I would like to warn you that when you open the gate, that's probably going to sound an alarm. Unless, of course, you use your Ajna Tracker to specifically disable that one thing by just sabotaging it, which you could easily I, do. I would like to do that. Kaboosh! Uh, what's your instrument of sabotage of choice? Because you do have to break through a pretty impressive uh, metal casing and copper wire here. Uh, stop sign. Stop sign. Good man. Clunk. Uh... Enemy of all animals raises the sign scrapes. Stop, 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 and just smashes it into <laughs> the, the offending console. There you go. Alright, so the gate begins to open. No alarm sounds. So you guys have a good 30 to 45 seconds to get everybody in there before anyone notices the gate is open, which is an eternity uh, in combat Elizabeth rounds. Commands her, Elizabeth commands the cannibals to go. Just go slaughter. Ah, <laughs> oh, slaughter! Yes, finally, bloodshed. So yeah, so they'll go. They'll rampage, screaming into that on their initiative. And uh, Elizabeth calls her her bodyguards to her to surround her in a protective circle. <laughs> don't don't let them touch me. Sorry, does this count as a filling our side of the bargain? Like, is this an opening, or do they want like more permanent? Does Chainsaw Jack want a more permanent kind of weakness? Um, well, you got the same specification that everybody else did. What's your uh, feeling about it? Because, like, you're really in a good position to, to no, set that think, thing on I, fire. I, I think I think, I think, if we need, we're going to do that, we would have to kill all the guards over here. Okay, we'll kill all the guards and sabotage uh, the ability to close. Oh, I, yeah, though, I, I would also say maybe just sabotage the gate control so they can't close it. Yep. Yes, I, my yes, my thought was all we need to do is sabotage the gate controls and simply make sure to hold the gate until they get in. Yeah. But once they figure out that this gate's open, something a little be a little meatier than a handful of napping guards is probably going to show up. All right, let's. Uh, that's a plan. Did that take an action, like a die action, to smash the console? I'm gonna say that was pretty effortless for you, because uh, I mean you're rank one for effortless, and breaking something with a stop sign. I mean that's. That's going to be at least rank hard. two, yeah. So. All right. So you still have your full suite of dice if you want to cause some more mayhem. Uh, technically, in it, you're uh, technically you're in kind of your own field right now, um, which is just uh, this little space right before the uh, uh, before the wall, the wall itself, and then the guard tower, uh, and then in the adjacent fields, the ones that are like to the immediate left and right along the wall. There's the other guard towers, and you, you can really easily get into the range of those guys, but. 
they're far enough away it would be it'd be a significant amount of travel to get there so take you to the end of the round to do that i have a recommendation for you since we're since you're already up there they brought guns they brought ammo take both that sound that's a good idea oh yeah can you rip the can you rip the machine gun off the the the, the, the turret can i rip the machine gun off the turret um, it's, I mean, like, it's pretty well, it's probably just mounted on a tripod. I would say probably. It's, it's reasonably heavy, though. Uh, let's see here. I have power. Yeah, but he's a level six. That's true. Oh, you have power mastery? Well, shit. Oh, you have power mastery, do you? Well, even your effortless yeah. actions are ranked two, then. So let's see here. Let's see how, how heavy a Vulcan machine is. <laughs> let's look at that. Oh, We're just going to actually look it up in real life to uh Also sorry, uh, sorry, a Vulcan isn't that the heavy isn't the heavy mounted minigun you'd see on some vehicles? Oh yeah, no, dude, the Shadow Vipers the Shadow Vipers oh, do well, not screw let, around let, with tower defense. Let, let's let's put it this way, Joel. Is is a is a power mastery lone wolf fist as strong as heavy weapons guy <laughs> from TF2. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, like that's kind of the visual. Him or Vulcan Raven from uh, MGS One. <laughs> Let's see here. Yeah, I mean, if we, if it, again, if it's reasonable that a human being could do it, how uh, how you don't even need power mastery. Here we go. Let's see. Oh, like, God, if memory serves, power one. It would be like one of those guys that can pull trucks. Beefcake. Beefcake. Yeah, and then you've got go. power two. Two hundred and twenty-eight pounds with a heavy barrel, so it's pretty. It's pretty beefy. Oh yeah, that'll be cake. Yeah, but it's cake for you because you are all muscle all the time. Here we go. Right. Roid rage. I like. I, I like that I put the piece of art with uh, nuke lifting up the tank and the power charge. because I can always find it in the PDF. I just scroll through until I see that tank, and I'm like, excellent. I know where this is. Scroll through until you see fuck in very large font <laughs> written on the side of the tank. I, I would like to point out, I did not ask Kazuki to write fuck, die, on that side of the tank. That was, he just put that in there because he knew what I wanted. He knew. <laughs> he, he knew. Uh, he knew what I was in keeping. Yeah, so it, rank two. I'm at totes ripping that, uh, that minigun. Oh, bravo. You got yourself a pretty impressive gun. Uh, actually, I have rules for these, too. Let me scoot over to where those are. That would be a warfighter. Oh, it's really, even better really than a warfighter. It's ordnance. Yeah, unit-destroying oh. weapon, machine gun. Oh, my God. Yeah, it, it okay, covers... So warfighters are scary. That shit's ordnance. Yeah, th this thing it shreds units. So you point it at any area within the field, and everything in it takes a rank four attack. Um, well, I All right. Point, point, just... Point it at the next tower and just start shredding. Crack. <laughs> that's. Oh, oh yeah, that's no, you're right. That is ordnance. I was thinking. Of, I was thinking about warfighters, which are. Ah, oh, right. Warfighters are just the fancy version of bow and arrow. Uh, warfighters are machine guns, like AKs and things like that. Like proper military weapons nowadays would be a warfighter. Yeah, like their main thing. Their their bows ranged, but they're also balanced. Mm -hmm. Which is pretty nasty. But yeah, ordinance is you just put is just point shoot. You don't even touch the dice. They just get hit. Yeah, the bad guys vaporize, or the good guys, whoever, whatever guys you point that at, vaporize. All right. Yeah. So I figure you have that when some big dude shows up. You've got a big machine gun to point him, and, and no matter how tough he is, it's gonna at least take him a little bit of exertion to not get shit, to not get his shit rocked by a machine gun. Oh yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty rocky. So there you go. You got that to lug around, you lucky duck you. We, we've already gathered, like, more followers and more weaponry. 
just the small amount of mayhem of getting into this place. Exactly. I, I am Master Shu's lucky boy. Lucky boy. And think of how many animals you can vanquish with a weapon like that. That's true. A lot of animals. Okay, so... Right. Right, so yeah. I, I still got actions. Alright, let's do them. Uh, uh, can I see, like, other places where this gate is controlled? Uh, looks like every tower is probably going to be able to control the corresponding gate, um, like, directly to their left. So, it looks like this is the controls for this one, as far as you can tell with your Prana vision. Uh, again, it might be more complicated than that if you get a little closer and, like, go into the, the guts of it. But for the most part, it looks like anything nearby that you could see with your Ajna Chakra, it's, it's just revealing just this one node. So, it's pretty well impossible to close it unless they physically go down there and pull it closed with chains is there like a way to close it from the other side maybe oh, what do you mean I, I think maybe they might have a well and that well that makes it easy i get on my motorcycle and then i drive it at, into the gate all right so or drive with, off the gatehouse with my giant fuck off vulcan cannon I mean, you have to, don't forget to drive off of the gatehouse first. That's true. I do have to drive off the gatehouse with my Vulcan cannon. That might be a little tricky. Uh, did I... And here's my question to myself. I wrote following rules, and I wrote vehicle piloting rules. Did I write rules such as that I could, from those two interacting systems, figure out what you needed to do to make that happen safely? Because it's a bit of a topple. Um He's basically just evil can evil at that point. Yeah, you're basically yeah. evil can evil <laughs> at that point. Um, you know what? I'm just gonna say evil can evil is just a good name. Oh, oh my god, it's the best name, right? Uh, it's up there with like Elvis in terms of like being unique and iconic and like immediately summoning to mind what you wanted to say. Um, go ahead and do. I'm gonna go with I got agility. Two eights. Oh, there you go. Oh uh, yeah, twenty eight. We'll do that for an agility action. Uh, to do a soft landing. Uh, with your awesome Akira attack bike. Done. Boof, boof. So yeah, you soar off of there, zip over. Uh, what's? Are you just trying to head over to the next tower and blow it up with a Vulcan cannon, or like, what's the move here? Um, I guess so I think you should just, I think you should just camp the opening of the gate. Uh, yeah, anything I that walks through any, obliterate it. I'm working any other uh, in uh, any other defenses on the other side of the gate now. Oh, good thinking. Yeah, sounds like you were heading into the city. Yep, I'm heading into the city. Okay, th there actually is a, a fire escape you can rocket down on your awesome attack bike. It's really tricky, but, you know, you could. You know, while you're, I'm good. While you're rocketing I'm, I'm good down, with this. you light the fan, because you're the one who hold, who's holding the fan. That's true, it was handed to you. Yeah, maybe. That's a good point. Maybe do light it as we head in. As, you know, Boundless Justice strides in at the head, of, uh, strides in with his forces to, to to urge the city of evil. They're not my forces, but you know what? I can make it, I can make it look good. I can make it look good. Yeah, like how you got the, the rampaging cannibals and you're like, I'm, I'm the good guy here. Hey, you know what? We may have rampaging cannibals, but they summon demons. Who's real? Who's the real evil here? That's a good point. Yeah, there's not a lot of cannibalism inside the walls that isn't officially government-sanctioned demon cannibalism. So, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I'm literally just imagining, I may have cannibals, but they summon demons. Who's the real evil? People start discussing that. Like, you know, that's a good question. Like, I mean, there's demons, but there's cannibals. Like, no, you're not supposed to discuss it. You're supposed to just agree with me. 
it's it's it's, basi- it's basically just New Vegas. <laughs> sure, sure, uh, sure. Caesar's Legion, you know, crucifies people, but they do have water and food in plenty of abundance back where they came from. The trains run on time, and they don't, don't ta- and they don't tax us. Do you don't uh, tax us either? Am I muted? No, I can hear you no, just you fine. Can hear you. Oh, okay, because I still want to do things. Yeah, well, do them, man. Do them. I'm waiting. Okay. Um, there is like a. It, it, are there any defenses on the other side of the tracks here? Um. Yeah, you've really uh, caught them sleeping. The there, there's another group of uh, like well armed. They look like kind of like a uh, SWAT team looking people. You are noticing something as you're uh, zooming down to murder them, though. None of these people are flying any Shadow Vipers colors. They just look like people. Uh, they, these look like, I mean, these look like, you know, military folks. They're they're well-equipped for combat. They've got, like, war fighters and gas canisters and things like that. Like, they look like they could really kick some ass, but they don't, they don't have anything demonic on them. They don't have any sigils or anything. They, they Yeah, they just look like dudes. Uh, so whether they're mercenaries or what's going on with that, you're not sure. But there's a squad of ten of them parked at the very base of this thing. Um, just doing, doing military stuff, you know, talking on the radio, that kind of thing. You've got the drop on them, uh, so that's good. Okay. Uh, I, I, I get a sing. I can use a single die to attack once per turn, right? Yes. Okay. Oh, and your superior positioning gives you advantage as long as you use range attacks here. I'm gonna rule that. Boundless, I will be boundless justice cringes in the background. I will use a nine. <laughs> All right. So it'll be a nineteen. I should probably roll their dice real quick. So they've got they've got ten to defend themselves with. So we'll just boop. Yeah, the problem is they have ten dice and four fighters. It's gonna be they're gonna be pretty good. Uh, oh think, shit! Yeah, that's a pretty good. Set. That's a big set. <laughs> that's a really big set. Yeah, that's pretty chunky. They'll probably use it for defense though. So what are you doing to these poor bastards? Uh, the warfighter, the not the warfighter, the ordnance. Ah, yeah. Okay. Well, so you point that thing at them and you just let her rip. Um, that's a lot of fun. It, it just, and I don't even think you need an action to do it. I think you can just like, it, it's kind of appended onto all of your normal actions. Uh, you just basically okay. point it at someone and just, now that said, there's a lot of kickback for this thing. Uh, it's under the, under the wielding ordinance things. It's been a while since I've actually used these in that I've never actually used them. Uh, so let's see here. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Ordnance weaponry generates enormous kinetic kickback when fired. They are therefore generally anchored to the ground or mounted onto a suitably massive vehicle. Though a character who can brace against the inhuman shock can wield these weapons. So that's you, buddy. It requires right. a sustained power action of one rank higher than lifting one of these elephantine weapons to brace against them when they fire and not be totally pulverized. Uh, you also must remain stationary in the round in which they fire. Uh, and additionally, the ground beneath you must be capable of absorbing their kickback. Or you're rammed through it as though being thrown. So, um... I might have to slam dunk I think I'm getting, I think I'm getting like, kicked right off my motorcycle. Like, you're getting kicked off your motorcycle, like, like, baby. Well... As a side note, man-portable ordinance does not have any of these restrictions. This rule is for characters who lug around Vulcan cannon. <laughs> and what did I say that it was? It oh, wait, no, the Vulcan, Vulcan cannon is rank 6. Jesus, it's even nastier. Okay, so you get rank six, but you are gonna go spinning a motorcycle and all into a into a catastrophic, uh, uh, just catastrophically off course. 
That's, this yeah. sounds like a red. This sounds like a red scorp uh, solution, yep. honestly. <laughs> yep. He's also got advantage, so that's it's rank six plus the nine plus advantage. Oh, well, unfortunately, warfighters don't get dice. Mm. Yeah, they just do. They just go with it. But if you have or, advantage, or that can dice. stack. So you do yeah. rank six plus advantage for a total of rank seven. So even though they rolled a pretty impressive uh, forty-seven for defense, they're well trained and well armored. They can hit the deck pretty well too. They're still going to take some severe pain from this. Um, so that sucks. They can add up to a plus one rank because uh, there's ten of them. Again, they're a squad. Um, so are they? Uh, they're a platoon. So they can get 57 for defense. Like, oh god, hit the deck! So as soon as the thing starts, like, shooting, it's almost like... Because you know how the Vulcan fires, like, it's just this this line of, like, red-hot, blasty death. It's almost like a laser. So it kind of comes down, hits the ground, and then, like, concrete goes flying everywhere. They immediately hit the deck, and then it just sprays all over them as you go flipping from its kinetic kickback um, and land in... I don't know. Can you land well with this? Um, uh, no, no, it's not gonna be pretty. It's gonna be very I, embarrassing. I figured out the shoe again. I figured out the what line I'm gonna use when my turn comes around. I enter the city proper. <laughs> okay, excellent. Get that cocked and loaded, man. This is turning amazing. All right. I think that's my turn. Uh, yeah, I think that's my turn. Well, let's let's see how the because you do it was what rank seven to hit them. Jesus. All right, so yep. they take 23 damage, uh, which is a lot. I, I think that's enough to actually wipe them out, because I'm pretty sure that platoons have one hit point per dude, uh, as I recall. I think it was I think it was they have one health level per dude. Or is that squads? See, this is, this is why I... Well, so platoons might have one hit point. I'm fairly sure squads have one health level. Yeah, let's let's use let's let's call them a squad just because I know those rules a little bit better. Uh, but still, that'll kill two of them and mutilate a third one. Uh, so we're down to uh, down to seven with them as he'll he'll retire into the back. Um, meanwhile, he said he casts a special spell. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. Poof. All right, here we go. Uh, where's falling at? Here we go. Characters with crazy acrobatics and death-defying stunts and sometimes screw up. This is what happens when they do. Simply judge how bad of a fall it is and what a typical person would be unharmed, cosmetically hurt, or killed. So I'm going to say killed. Uh, no normal mortal could survive this fall. That is a rank 3 blow from the impact. Uh, you keep your motorcycle, um, but you do land in a bit of a heap. So you have to do a, a rank 3 hit is what you take on impact as you crash into a different guardhouse, inadvertently killing about a dozen of those guys. Well done. Uh, I think I can only bring up a rank one. Uh... Well, what's I the die? I, I can't uh, onslaught block this, could I? Ooh, um, I what's onslaught block do? Yes, what uh, skill does it affect? It what skill does it affect, or what stat? Uh, skill, endurance. Yeah, you could totally yeah, onslaught yes. block it. Yeah, why not? All right. Uh, Okay, I will try to onslaught block uh, the ground, the motorcycle, and the enormous kickback. Hell yeah. Uh, it'll cost me my three prana that I have to start with. But you know, it's a good use of a... Uh... Also, just as a note, you would have more because this is our second round because we were pre able to prep for the first round when our buddy murderlated them. That's okay. how I was able to fire up 12 prana to throw you. That was pretty sweet. Okay. Here we uh... go, onslaught block. Yeah, you batter the foe's attack away with a mongoose quick blocks. 
Well, you mongoose quick block all of the, the catastrophic fallout of your latest suicidal stunt. Which, by the way, that's that's impressive. Um, that's gotta we're gonna have to add that to your personal legend. Which is another element of this game that if we get to uh, to do, as you do crazy stunts and do epic deeds, they get added to your personal legend. So stole a Vulcan cannon from a guard tower and immediately kick flipped it into destroying two other different towers. Or not towers, but two other different guard houses with it. Um, that's uh that's on there now. Let's see here. That actually might be enough to impress your master. We shall see. But yeah, so onslaught block increases it by. Well, it's impressive but embarrassing. It's it's a pretty rad scorpion thing to do to not think the plan all the way through. You got the first two steps. Step one: get in tower. Step two: use Vulcan cannon. Step three: uh. Step four: profit. Exactly. Step three is the question marks. I'm gonna slap that two into my focus. uh, Oh yeah. As yes. Definitely stack focus. I've been trying to tell it to my players. Fill your focus slots all the time. Yep, it's so fill them up. Yeah, because otherwise you just throw away your dice. Like, in the end of the round, you usually have one or two, so. Yeah, and plus, for example, strong hero, you have six dice. But guess what? Second round, if you saved a focus slot, you have seven dice. You've yeah. gained more dice. Yeah, you get pretty mean. Okay, the, so. The first round was kind of weird. The first round was a oh, little awkward, but that's okay. Again, mistakes will sometimes be made. Um, what, uh,. So you take a rank three, which is if to kill a normal person. It's gonna. I'm just gonna say your bike basically lands in your leg in a way to mangle it. Uh, you do onslaught block uh, to to reduce the parry damage of bike. that. <laughs> you parry your very bike in your own uh, self-inflicted kinetic force. Uh, what's the total of your defense? Uh, all right, that just creates. Uh, it just creates another. It adds a rank, so that's plus uh, two. Okay. So rank two. Okay. What's that facing? Uh, uh, rank two facing, uh, facing three. Facing. Th- oh, you got the best. Okay, that's actually the highest that could possibly go. It's okay. So out of thirty, you only take seven damage. All right, or I eat it. All right. So yeah, you use. Which means you literally are not hurt. <clears throat> yeah. Now, mind you, there's. God, how many guards did you just kill? Almost twenty. Because <laughs> you landed on a bunch. It's been a good start. Yeah, it, so this is... Alright, that's a strong opener. This is a strong open. We're going to call that a very strong open. Who's next? Who's next? I was on 18. Alright, well there you go. Oh god, was that only the opening round? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Are we going to the next round yet? Um, yeah, I we don't... haven't even finished the opening round. Yeah, but like the problem is like you, uh, I threw the guy, and then you should have acted because I believe that animals was on a twelve, right? Was he? Yeah, but it Oops. was fine. It's <laughs> okay. Well, then yeah, go for it. We yeah, have to a little after sequence here. So yeah, so Elizabeth has gathered her bodyguards into just like a tight circle around her to protect her, <laughs> and she's just going striding straight into that city. Are you, you still invisible? See, like you probably yeah. see like a uh, animal getting thrown around like a. Like a, like a rag doll. I need to kick back. Whoosh, boom. She's, yeah, she's just like, she's she's just sort of like shaking her head, just like, she's, she's like, wants to be, of I'm course, surrounded by idiots. Of course, I, yeah, right. basically, yeah, you're able to make the gate. Follow the plan. Yeah, you're able to make the gate quite easily and immediately as soon as the first wave of Vulcan cannons and. uh uh, kinetic kickback resolves there's an explosion 
And then there's a firefight that breaks out. The, the remaining seven guards all go for their warfighters, and they just coat that area in, in high-velocity death, increasing the lead density of the air to unsurvivable levels via gun. So that's what's going on there. Um, this is still uh, uh, basically at a point where you guys can react to it. Uh, if you want Enix, you can use your, your sets you rolled this turn for it, or if you prefer, we can just roll into the next round um, and go Shoot. from there. Uh, I'm going to bank the three. Hmm. Um, I think, though, what and I think what I might do is, I mean, I might... I'm debating what Elizabeth would do here. Well, do you want to do you want to keep your invisibility sustained, or do you just want to bank the three instead? Yes, because your focus slot is being currently used holding your invisibility, oh, right. so you okay. can't bank dice. Now, mind you, while you're oh, right. invisible, yeah, you won't be able to prana flare either. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep that sustained. But more importantly, I don't think she's going to use her sets to attack because she doesn't. She's smart enough to notice that these guys are shadow vipers and she frankly think is like well if they survive and i take out those shadow fires maybe i can just recruit them if they're mercenaries then there's there there is this there they can be bought just like anybody else that makes sense and uh, you're pretty good at recruiting yeah, people her, 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 her target is specifically shadow vipers <laughs> Justice, justice might try to might try to convince them to surrender but i'm i've already acted and well, actually, I guess technically I didn't spend all my dice, but I did pass my turn, so... Do you want to do something? She's basically walking straight for the tallest, most impressive building in the city, and she's going to go straight for the throat. Oh, yeah, and it's pretty obvious which one is the tallest, most impressive. Most of these things are just huge, concrete, you know, oblong, uh, brutalist architecture kind of things. They're not bad. They're starting to fall into disrepair, you know, eons after they were created. But they do look like they're reasonably maintained. But there is a huge glass tower that looks almost unearthly. It's covered in those uh, weird Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, Egypt eyeball things. Uh, yeah, it's, she's going for that. That's <laughs> definitely got... It's It's got that aura of, I have a sorcerer inside of me, you know? The Eye of Ra. <laughs> Eye of Ra. Yeah, that's what it is. Eye of Ra. But very specifically, it is the stupid anime version. Yeah, it's stupid. Um, also, also, um, does the explosion happen to light up the <laughs> the signal fan? Uh, miraculously, it does not. Uh, as I recall, uh, as a radioactive scorpion, you do have, I, I, or I think that you are wearing uh, fire resistant clothing. So if you tucked that away somewhere on your person, it won't light unless you want it to. But yeah, so, 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 they, so they're so so they're starting to open fire on like the formation of dudes in the gatehouse in general, as Boundless Justice simply strides right in through, completely unbothered by the flying hail or by the flying lead, as he just calls out in a booming voice, in a booming voice, "We're here to rescue your city from the Shadow Viper infestation. Do not resist. Do not resist." <laughs> it would be very foolish of you to resist your rescue. Very foolish. <laughs> it's fantastic. I mean, Elizabeth's current plan is basically to find the head of the snake and cut it off. And if if, if uh, uh, Chainsaw Jack comes in, it'll be like, your city? No, 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 no. <laughs> My 
<laughs> Let's be clear about <laughs> who's seeing this. Is. We, 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 we take out the, strong, the strongest motherfucker in here and then turn around and have to fight Jack immediately. Ugh, that would not be a fun battle. No, she seems very no, capable of the chainsaw. No, I'm just gonna well, well, Ch chainsaw Jack just wants to chainsaw some motherfuckers. I'll have her chainsaw motherfuckers for me. Okay, so uh, do you, my good Boundless Justice, want to use a heart action to try to persuade these guys? Because you've got a well, booming voice. So. Yeah, I was to say, why, yes, I do very specifically want to do that. All right, let's see it. Ugh. Yes, let me do a quick check here. I spent my I spent my fours on initiative, and I spent my seven to throw a bike. <laughs> and, I've, and I'm holding on to the one, uh, most likely for now. So, yes, I'm going to use a two, uh, a two set of five. Nice. So rank two heart. Unless something happens to boost heart, I'm like... No sure it doesn't but i can take a quick look i have that that's power i have that endurance i have that also power and i have that which is wow that's an intellect move yep uh I, the the golden lions their, their sword style has a lot of um I think it's like a lot of heart and intellect and stuff like that in it because they're leaders, so they kind of have this more rounded way of doing things, and um, it makes them really good if they take the art of the general too. So yes, uh, you might think, but yeah, no, but n nothing below master actually has heart. Hmm. I'm seeing spirit, agility, intelligence, but no heart. Ah, their supreme's technique is the only one that targets heart. Yep, they're the only ones that have a supreme that targets heart. I recall. Yes, oh. it's also the only thing they have that targets heart. Oh, there you go. That is fine. That, that is fine, though. Uh, 25 is good. Unless we have some kind of advantage. Unless I can... Uh, unless, you know, the fact that they're out of formation, sprayed by gunfire, <laughs> hitting the deck, terrified and, and with things on fire can give me advantage. Well, they've uh, they've actually recovered pretty well. They, they've got cover now. They're, they're shooting their guns. Uh, they're kind of in their element. So, uh, right. you do get a rank 2, though, which is enough to sway a group of this size, according to the heart chart, between 25 and 50. Well, we only have 7 here, so that's well within that range. Um, so, all we need to do is see if you can persuade them, and there actually is a persuading individual's set of rules here. Uh, you do have to appeal to an opinion or belief of their culture. Now, the thing is, they do like justice, and they don't like tyranny. Um, so that's that does actually, to some extent, appeal to their culture. So that's good. Uh, let's see here. But the more outlandish it is, the less likely it is to work. So let's see. If it's going against a deeply held belief, then ranks 2-3 may be necessary to change their minds. Um, I wouldn't say that their loyalty to the Vipers is 2 or 3, so whenever you go in and you start booming instead of murdering, because, you know, the first handshake was a whole lot of bullets, when you start talking to them, they actually, like, they hold up their hand and do a ceasefire. Uh, they are persuaded to hear you out. Uh, All right. Fair enough. So, yeah, they, they get a bullhorn. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. Mm -hmm. I still got two sixes. I, mean, I haven't technically used my two sixes, but if they if mm -hmm. they cease if they cease fire, can I just drift the thoughts over to the whole group of them to just be like, to, to just like convince them with my to help or help convince? I guess. Yeah, you could do a hard action. Remember, uh, you can talk directly into people's minds as long as you can sense them. They do have to allow that, that contact. That but yeah, they you do, do have to allow it. 
They do. Uh, you can't force your thoughts into people. But if they allow it, which they, they said they'd hear you out, uh, then, yeah, you can persuade them. What are you trying to persuade them to do and how? Yeah. I'm trying to persuade them to join us by basically saying we're here to overthrow the demon the demonics that is the Shadow Vipers and replace it with a more just morph with a more just system and a more uh, with a with a ruler of high, of high intelligence seeking to seeking to better the lives of of the people living here through a through a system of well well of well thought out and well and logically logically sought uh, policies that can actually improve things, it, including in, including increasing trade, increasing food, and increasing uh, water supply. And Man, I, I just got a whole manifesto in my head. <laughs> you're, getting, you're getting the manifesto. The, she's the, very she's, she's intelligent. She's verbose. It, it should have got one of those little Yahtzee timers on it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> until the sand runs out, you can talk. Um... But actually, you are appealing to some virtues of their and some of their um, their recent doubts concerning their distant Shadow Viper overlords. Um, so they they put down their weapons and they go over to soundlessly join you. Now the I believe the psychic talking can go both ways. Is that right? Uh, it's been a little bit since I wrote these rules. Um, yes, I know you can go both ways. Okay, so because they don't, their commander is the one who will wind up speaking for them. And um, he's not happy about you guys, like, shooting a bunch of them, but, uh, you know, considering the circumstances, he's he's willing to overlook it if you indeed do represent a force that can remove the corruption from their city. Um, she, she's like, yes, that force is me. <laughs> I mean, I was just, I was just going to say, if they're saying that out loud, then, you know, boundless justice is simply going to flaunt the massive, go- the, the massive golden lion emblazoned alongside our mod. Uh, and so, being like we and be, uh, with this, we are the state we are the saviors can't nothing can she's also going to be like forgive forgive the actions of the rad scorpion he gets a little enthusiastic all right and this would hey, this diplomacy <laughs> this diplomacy is going exceptionally well when your slavering barbarians uh decide to rush over and start murdering them so you might want to rein them in oh, no. Okay, yeah, I'm going to tell the barbarians to, like, hold up, hold up. All right, it's, that's, that's uh, going to be tough. You're going against a deeply held belief there. So let's uh, let's kind of ease out of combat and give you guys a round just to roll some dice at them. Okay, good. Um, I was going to say, I'm out of dice. Yeah, yeah. okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, okay, can I, so can I just roll to... Yeah, just roll roll effort and do a... Oh, shit. Okay, yeah, yeah, uh... Al, you should probably use that set on, on the cannibals. Just tell them to go for the, just the tower is the target. They can kill anything they want in there. <laughs> oh, wait, that your new friends aren't going to like that. Those are their comrades. Oh, wait. wait, are they? <laughs> Where's the, where is the... You know, actually, we'll ask the, the new guys where are the vipers, and we'll just send the can- cannibals in that direction. <laughs> I mean, like, obviously the tower. Uh, but, like, they don't want the... They're... If the, wait, wait, wait! I know, I know. the 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 military guys have a radio. They do. They can just radio their buddies to just get out the way. <laughs> and Ooh, bitch. Uh, true, but uh, yeah, if you direct the marauders away from them and towards the city, 
these military guys are going to gun them down. They're like, no, there's civilians in this city. We're not going to let these barbarians in there. Just you guys. You know, I, you know what? Frankly, she was she was Elizabeth was only using the barbarian the barbarians because she thought they were useful at the time. But she will absolutely let those those military guys gun them down. <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll dispatch the. Yeah. She does not care. <laughs> well, it actually works to your advantage because they can dispatch them with very little blood loss on their side. They just basically open up fire on the you know the axe wielding barbarians and cut them down in a few moments. Then they get to report to their HQ that oh yeah. The tower fell, but all's clear, and they close the gate manually, leaving you guys inside. With a cover story and seven new followers. Let's see what their loyalty is. Yeah. I was gonna say, I've gotta check Ooh, they're very loyal. I, thought that, to see. I, I thought getting the gate open to, to let the, the to let the Chainsaw Jack in was, was, the, uh, was the goal. Well, you wake up, and they're all having a conversation about uh, liberating the city. You're, you're, you get up in time to see the last of the barbarians getting shot down, and the uh, another squad of these like SWAT team looking dudes grabbing the gate from the inside and like shoving it closed with all their might. You have a chance to react and, and talk about this, Rusty. So, what do you want to say about okay, all this? Okay. Uh, the, the whole plan: open the place up. Or chainsaw Jack to get in. Yeah, their their commander. You wanna, are you, you saying wanna, this out loud or? I don't have telepathy. You know, you know what? Uh, Elizabeth's going to be like, she's going to just sort of nod her head and she's going to be like, point, point, point to you, Rhett, point to you, animal. How about you go? How about you go back and tell Chainsaw Jack that we've got a force in the city now. And she can either we can either let her in uh, if she really wants to do some chainsawing, or she does. We can we can overthrow this ourselves. <laughs> now the paths begin to fork already. <clears throat> yeah, let me let me at least give you these guys' perspective. So, all right, and they, they'll fill you in on this really quickly as as they close the gate and what have you. Because the option to let Chainsaw Jack in is. I mean, it's kind of there, uh, but these guys don't like that. What they like is you guys. They like the Golden Lion. They like the... They're... Uh, you're on the... You're, they like the Phoenix. The Rad Scorpion is now on a... on a You know, you're you're with the group, so you, you get... They're okay with you. They, they are not huge fans, but... Sorry, you didn't, you didn't get a hard action against them. Um, but yeah, these seven guys, uh, and actually everyone in this in this city more or less self-governs. They actually, they're not really ruled exactly by the Shadow Vipers. The The guy in the tower is called Lord Mateus, and he's said to be immortal, and he drinks blood, you know, real vampire stuff. But mostly what he does is just keep other bad guys, you know, other warlords and what have you, away. That's it, and he collects taxes. So he lets them largely govern themselves, and they have their own society. Um, so they're reasonably happy in here. Uh, they've got running water, they've got like they've got some industry they've got trade um and the trade's been spiking recently because lord mateus's uh, uh new student has come and he's opened this big casino and unfortunately a wave of crime and demons has come with him so he's a much more hands-on kind of dude and he's been managing the day-to-day -day stuff um so they're not happy with the corruption that the vipers represent now they actually have to deal with it um and it's been kind of tense in the city since then. The the latest thing with these uh, with these barbarians at the gate is that 
it's clear that if the barbarians get in here, they're going to start, you know, butchering people and destroying things. Nobody wants that. So they've kind of had a... The, the existing mortal government and the Shadow Vipers kind of have an alliance of convenience on this side of the wall. But you guys represent a, a new option for them. The ability to have a real government uh, that's based on, like, you know, justice and uh, a ruler that actually is a little more aligned with their desires. So they like this a lot. Um, now, mind you, you've convinced exactly seven of them, at least one of which is an influential commander. Um... But still, it's not a bad seed to a revolution, especially since you were willing to uh, let them kill a bunch of those barbarians to prove your loyalty. <laughs> I, was, I was very specifically doing some uh, quick looking up on the Golden Lions on that front while we were discussing it. <laughs> yeah, so Elizabeth, Elizabeth is definitely like, you know, she she's very will she's going to like just sort of ask this commander like, yeah, like how, how many how many people how many of your people could you could you Pull for to help us out on this. How many? How many could you swing? Yeah, he's personally a low-ranking commander. He could probably get forty. Yeah, he could probably good. get forty. That's it's not good. bad. They're also all going to be of his caliber, which is kind of a SWAT team-esque stuff. Um, that, but that's fine. That's, that's, that takes a good that takes a good step. Yeah, it's not bad. But he he does warn you that the Shadow Vipers are incredibly powerful. The, the reason nobody has ever fought Lord Mateus and, and won is that like he is a really ancient and mighty sorcerer so and it's kind of so so, uh so elizabeth is going to point out uh she knows how to just 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 absolutely gut any of the any of their superpowered techniques (laughs) That's useful. Uh, uh, an old, man, an old man hiding behind demons and out pretty well, I'd say. Like she, I specifically took Pranaquash because I knew we were going up against Vipers, and I was like, "Yeah, that's a good one too. That can actually hurt the higher level techniques." Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. And you know, an, an old okay. man, an old man hiding <laughs> hiding behind demons and ineffect and ineffectual magic. Hmm. She, she's so she's like the sword at his side probably literally hums at the at the discussion of demons. She's like, first we're going to gut that low level apprentice that he that he's brought in and just and string him up, string him up for all for all to see. Then we're going to go up to that tower. We're going to grab grab that old master. We're going to throw him, throw him over the wall into the hands of the barbarians and let them just have their way with him. They'll have they'll have their fun. And that, and we'll maybe, and we might even be able to just go our separate ways. Uh, Wesley, what were you saying? I, I, you were saying something earlier. Sorry, yeah. Um, I was saying that uh, uh, I'm in because <laughs> three of us taking over city is uh, is more certainly more glorious than just laying in a bunch of people to do it. That's true. It is more glorious. Uh, he does further warn you. I don't know if it's within the scope of this, uh, of this, like... One shot, yeah. We're clearly yeah. gonna have to do more than a one-shot on this one. Um, but yeah, let's, let's kind of wrap up this session with at least one ominous warning, and then I'll, we'll see if we've got any XP to award. Because I do have uh, the new XP rules, the new Dharma rules that I wanted to go through and see how they worked. Uh, there's plenty of wonderful mayhem in this session. Uh, so... Maybe, maybe, I don't know. But no, he does leave you with one dire warning. Apparently they've been calling on help here in the city because 
uh, both Mateus and um, let me see what was the name of his oh Andromalek and Andromalek which is his uh, his apprentice are not like they're both good at running things neither of them are super great at direct fighting so they've brought in a serial killer from deeper in suicide heaven a legendary serial killer whose victims wow. have been strung up all over town um, who is now the captain of their defenses and he is <laughs> supposed to be invisible and impossible to see coming and he has just gutted skinned flayed or otherwise knife mutilated all of his mini victims um he's managed to keep the city safe the barbarians have breached the gate a few times and each time they've done it the the lord the warlords they've sent have been utterly destroyed by this guy so he oh dear i yeah. was gonna make some comments but that's that is a little concerning at that point yeah no he's he's pretty brutal so he warns you about that guy, uh, because, like, no one really knows what he looks like. As far as, like, being invisible, he's pretty good at it, and any dissent in their ranks has been very quickly quashed by this dude. So he's kind of like the master of the secret police. Um, so yeah, Springheel Sam is that guy's name. Um, <laughs> Let's see how one invisible person does against another invisible person. Hell yeah. See, that's fair. I'm just concerned that, yeah, you guys are going to go full Shadow World. We're taking a nap in the back because apparently he can beat the routine census five that this, that that these warlords would be packing. Because mm. at least some of them had to have had the Ajna drill. Yep. Or the or the fist-like flame drill. Which means they would have seen him coming if he was if he was anything below a rank six still, or senses. Yep, and six is pretty rarefied. Now, granted, the Shadow Vipers do have the only ninja style in the game, but that would still peg him as at least probably a degree three warrior, which is pretty mean. Yeah, but like uh, you wouldn't pit a degree three warrior against three degree ones. That's a, that's a power imbalance of a pretty high caliber. Like I've got a degree, I think three or four. This is an out of character bit here. I've got a degree three <laughs> or four in my game that's going up against two of the three characters because one of them is at what well, well, didn't or stuck around in an, in an adjacent field, mm-hmm. and like the fight's pretty even. Oh yeah, no, so it's far. Uh, it's. I'm really happy with the way the different degrees balance out against each other. It's it's been really really fun so far. Um, also, we have a also we have a machine, a Vulcan cannon, and a bike to throw at him. Hell yeah, <laughs> I, I love that bike. Um, but no, Enix can tell you all about how stealthy characters can feed you evil hot dogs. Those bastards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the evil hot dogs was amazing. Yeah, those are kicking they, my ass I, so bad. I still love how it's just like the evil hot dogs. Oh man, these are so good. Uh, good, literally dripping with poison, half skull and crossbones raising off them. <laughs> the rad scorpion on the side being like, "Are you stupid? What? They're really good. Oh my god." <laughs> these hot dogs are so delicious. Literally, as he's literally trying to run over the uh, the hot dog vendor, who's a totally innocent man, except for the guy with the passive senses is five, who's like, "No, that's the antagonist. Come on." That that gets a lot of play against ninjas, by the way. The Rad Scorpions have been the, the foe of the uh, Shadow Viper ninja aspect for like the entire time I've had this game. Unexpected, but still fun. I love it. Okay. I mean, the Shadow, the Shadow Vipers hide good. The, the, the Rad Scorpions don't even touch the dice to see good. Oh, yeah. And, of course, they got all the wonderful area of effect Bernie stuff, which, I mean, you can be as hidden yeah. as you want. The whole house is on fire, bro. Exactly. That's the plan. Okay, speaking so of which I, speaking of which, I had a fun mixture of an oil fire and a grease fire in my in my game at one point. Oh, Jesus, it was great. 
and it was inside the building so you know the building was already a bit on fire but then that but then you know the fire touched that and suddenly wave of fire the entire building is now burning in literally one second there was a player inside oh jesus <laughs> i hope he had i hope he had the, the creature of the sand stance it, was, it wasn't a rad scorp oh well that sucks I mean, he actually came out of it because it was relatively normal fire. He was an endurance focus with some pretty be with some pretty beefy endurance techniques, but like the, pro the mortal inside the building could have had a very different outcome if he'd opened the door first. All right, so let me let me dig in here. So uh, I replaced the triggers of earlier uh, XP with the Dharma chart, which you just referenced at the end of the session. Uh, and the wonderful thing about the chart is that it kind of dovetails with deeds. So you can do heroic deeds, which adds to your personal legend, and also get XP for them. Uh, so let's see here. Uh, I'm just going to do a little... Ah, oh, there's the chart. Yeah, so let's I see. I knew I still had it open somewhere. Yeah, you definitely won a battle. Um, it is pretty trivial for you guys. I wouldn't say this was particularly significant. Nobody really got injured or anything. So I'm going to give you yeah. a one point for that one. This is a trivial battle, but it was impressive. Um, let's see. Nobody answered a challenge their reputation or overcame a rival. Did we overindulge in any vices by the clan? Uh, do you guys have? I was, I was one hundred percent going to if we'd gone to um, either of the other people, but sadly, no. There weren't any good vice setups for me to overindulge in. Let's see. We've not. We've yet to fulfill your heroic vow to uh, open the gates of the city. Uh, let's see. Did we save any lives? You prevented murder, but you kind of let a lot of people <laughs> die. Murder. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna call that one a wash. Let's see. Yeah, it's like I mean I guess you could say I. We could spin it that we did so that we saved those seven guys by you know by, by you know, talking it out instead of you know proceeding to wing more motorcycles at them. I, I always... By the way, Joel, do we still have do we still have clan specific dharma? Uh, no, not anymore. You have clan specific. Uh cultural landmarks and clan specific uh heroic sure. deeds and vices so those are a little different now uh, so for yeah, example so... let's see what heroic deeds perhaps you may have performed i'm pretty sure at least the rad scorpion our good old rusty got at least one but let me actually pull them up because I, I just rewrote these so i'm not super familiar yeah, so yeah i'm setting up i'm gonna do so many heroic deeds but i'm not <laughs> in place to do them yet let's see yeah, here, Master Behind the Veil. Uh, heroic Deed. Gain secret control or leverage over a person in position of authority, or manipulate such a person to enact your ideological will in secret. Um, you did openly do that. Um, it wasn't yeah. secret, but I think you are set up to do it secretly in future sessions, so that's really good. Um, let's see. Vices perform a ruthless experiment that might usher in a greater good for humanity. Um, no real experiments this time, so we'll, we'll go over to, let's see, we got the lions, and there we go. Never back down as the Rad Scorpions. Uh, heroic Still Deed, good. refuse to back down from insane odds, committing yourself with full intensity to an incredibly dangerous, but jaw-droppingly awesome course of action. I think that undisputably happened. Uh, so that's, that's a heroic deed, uh, for our Rad Scorpion, and because you guys are part of a sworn brotherhood, I assume you all get the XP from that. Um, yeah, well, yeah. All of our goal, uh, our goals align well enough that I don't see any reason why we wouldn't be. All right. So, so we have one heroic deed from there. What's the golden lion ones? Let's find out. The code of chivalry. <sighs> uh, introduce law into a lawless land, including punishing evildoers. 
uh, Eye for an Eye, Thieves' Hands Chopped Off. Uh, well, actually, I wrote the word rapists in my game. Rapists get emasculated. Murderers executed. Burning oh, sorcerers. Yes, Chris, our, our buddy Springheel Sam is going is going to be heroic deeding me so hard when I finish with him. Oh, yeah. And also, you'll be overcoming a, a powerful rival at that point, which is just going to double down on the XP. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. There was no overindulging in booze or opium or anything. Again, if we've been help. with either of the other dudes, like the cannibal, <laughs> like the cannibals with the half rakshasa running running the place. Oh, I know there would have been some serious shit shit floating around for me to get get wasted on. Oh yeah, you probably would have gotten way too drunk to have done anything else, but it would have been hilarious. Uh, that would have technically I mean, been a the, I mean, debatable. Even a drunk, even a drunk clone wolf fist could cause far too many problems. Well, the thing about the radioactive scorpions is, once they've done the vice, they typically do the heroic deed right afterwards. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> so okay, so uh, we got one from the winning the battle, and what was it, seven from the heroic deed? I think heroic deeds are worth like fourteen. Damn, they? that's good. Let's see. Yeah, no, no, heroic deed is seven. Heroic vows are fourteen. That's right. That's right. The vows are a little bit longer, so that winds up being eight. Eight delicious karma to each of you, um, which isn't really too bad. Uh, that's about. Yeah, like we, that's not anything you spend karma on. Uh, new tech, new techniques, new primarily. Techniques. Yeah, that's it. And upgrading oh, yeah. your tech and improving your techniques improves your degree, which makes you better at lots of stuff. Oh yeah, you just kind of pull the whole character up with it. Uh, but yeah, a uh, novice technique is fifteen dude. karma, so you're over halfway to your next novice. Not bad for one session. Oh, okay. And hey, to be fair, the next couple sessions we're probably going to be racking up a lot more because, well, once we because well once we announce ourselves, which uh, Golden Lions do that, so once we start something else, we're pro I'm probably going to be announcing ourselves to half the city, which means the big boys are going to start coming to play. That's true. Yeah, they're going to very rapidly descend upon you. Now, mind you, they might be of the mind to negotiate first, depending on which one hears you first. Um, you can play both sides against each other. There's all kinds of ways to approach the the wonderful puzzle box of conquest. Exactly. And that's yeah, another strength of prepping it this way. Instead of thinking of like, oh, this is the one story that's going to be, you just set up a situation and let the players go hog wild. And as we've seen, oh. that is, uh, produces some extremely entertaining results. Rusty, I, I got to tell you, that the Vulcan cannon thing was rad. Uh, that's definitely a highlight of the session. The whole game, though, this, this whole thing was fun. You guys did fantastic. I'm definitely glad looking at it and remembering the power chart being like you know I'm pretty sure a chucking a motorcycle is somewhere around rank 4 and I can get a rank 4 practically without touching my dice so yeah. I'm, I'm thinking our next course of action should be to bait out the serial killer and maybe the apprentice and then just tell them hey yeah those, you know those, those cannibal those, that chainsaw jack lady she's got, she's got a plan to come in here says some saboteurs and you better go you better go meet her at the gate you see we got like, we we told her that we would do that saboteur for her, but you know what? We want you guys to take care of those guys because they're barbarians. And if a Silver Phoenix is saying this, they probably believe it because Silver Phoenix are notorious for just being like, yeah, barbarians suck. True. Yeah, like, yeah, essentially, essentially, make sure or or either do either do not tell Justice about this plan or and keep him out of it <laughs> or inform him very clearly and make sure he doesn't get he doesn't get involved because um notorious serial killer go 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 murder go murder go murder probably our erstwhile allies or whatever it's gonna be. Eh. Well, no, the, the, I could kill him. Well, no. Here's here's the here's the plan. Here's the plan: is we fulfill our oath by op by opening the gate and letting Chainsaw Jack in. They immediately meet the wall that is the serial killer, and then we stab the serial killer in the back while he's fighting them. 
so many wonderful betrayals. It's not a Phoenix move, but like, I like the part <laughs> so many la- it's it is a lot of layers deep of backstabbing yes, and that, playing. But, but then ju- just just as much prefers the solution where I personally murder and string a serial killer himself for what he's done. And then we go, uh, and then I quite possibly stab Jack too. Like we'll figure out how that plays out. That that that's well. Or you like, know, Steve, I might. Or you have I, him come I, directly and have them battle openly. None of this duplicitous double dealing bullshit. As long see, as enemies, I, all animals gets the credit. See, ideally, <laughs> I see. Ideally, I want to get I want to get Jack in to help fight the big big dude, but like a controlled get in, and she seems like out of all of them, probably the somewhat least likely to go absolutely apeshit. So the, the might be able to convince her, and then basically just rule from, seems like the rule from behind the throne. I, I the, the, I, the lady with the chainsaws is like the most stable of the warlords. It's wonderful. Quite literally. genius. Yeah, so like again, the whole thing is it's like she would be quite she would be quite controllable, and honestly, she doesn't see, and she she's pretty much just here for funsies. So if we can feed her a decent supply of tar, a decent supply of targets for a while, and then point her somewhere else, she'll just fuck. She, she'll just she'll take out people and then fuck off. I mean, that's, that's, that's cur- that's the others might thing. actually want to stay and cause problems. She feels like she'd come in, wander around for a bit, and then fucking leave because she's bored again. I gotta remix that's, this that's so Rusty's a little louder. Is... I keep getting like. Russ keeps trying to say stuff, and then like, like for some reason, he's mixed really low in the volume. Who is? Rusty, I can barely hear him. Poor guy. Our our audience demands more Rusty. Let me check the audio here. Yeah, crank it, bro. Also, don't forget, you can right-click him in Discord and turn up his volume to 200% if you need to. I don't know if it'll work for your OBS, though. Yeah, I've got him at 100%. I I, I love my Cephal here. I have my nobleman's side sword. It's a fuck. It's your fucking thin ass nobleman's dueling rapier or whatever. I have great iron justice, the gut sword from Berserk. And then I got and then I got my prismarine jewel, which is presumably a large long sword, forged entirely of prismatic crystal. Let's see. Here. My uh, input volume's at max. I don't know how to get it higher. Well, that's that then. I'm gonna try to turn both of those guys down to about sixty. Everybody talk at once again like a bunch of savages. That's beautiful. Okay, because now you're now you're mixed a little further forward, Rusty. That's a little better. Excellent. Hooray! <laughs> Actually, hear you now. Wonderful. But yeah, I think at least on Discord, uh, you might have to juice me up. I do love me. how I do love how my my maneuvers include grab you, throw you really good, headbutt you, and completely counter your bullshit and stab you. Okay. Yes, headbutt you specifically. Very specifically. I see. I, I needed a three to six, and head of rock was the only one, so that was my filler spot. So <laughs> head of rock. So I can headbutt you. <laughs> I have stone arm and brace, so I can grab you real good to set you up for my landslide throw. So I can be like, hey, you know where we are? You see this battle zone? You're not allowed to be here. And then I just yeet them out of the field. Yeah. And, or I can slam dunk them into the dirt really hard. It requires sadly, forehead. Yeah, sadly, I do not have any um, earth manipulation techniques. I wanted them, but I really liked the concept of using land landslide throw to just throw people out of the combat. Oh yeah, and it's not like you're not going to have the opportunity to get more techniques. I should probably uh, yeah. make little NPC masters for all of you. Um, I'm going to draw the the official part of this to a close by saying thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, I hope you found this as entertaining as I did. I'm always tickled whenever people play this game. 
And uh, it seems like our, our heroes have got themselves into a wonderfully complex situation. Will we ever do a part two of this? God knows, but I, I really want to. Until then, uh, uh, keep fisting, you maniacs. Yeah, that'll do.